What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to Cinephile Madness. Thank you for joining us for the big one. This is episode 129, and it is our best of 2023 blowout. If it's your first time joining us, we'll be going down top 10 lists for all of the hosts. We'll give out some awards. We're going to spend a couple hours talking about film. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to get into it, but I'm going to go ahead and introduce my co-host first. Travis, welcome. Hello, Matt. Happy to be here. This is the Christmas morning of podcasting. Absolutely. Favorite day every year. And Paris, <laughs> for now your third time joining us for our best of episode. Welcome to the show. Thanks. You say that, but I'm pretty sure I blacked out the other two, so. Like, because uh, you just had such a horrible time, or you like blacked out because you were just like butt chugging vodka or something? Uh, neither. I was thinking more <laughs> from the adrenaline... Uh, my lack of memory, you know, uh, it's all new to me. It's um, uh, fresh, fresh eyes. Hell yeah. Well, this is going to be, a, <laughs> it'll be a fun one. Usually we have a little bit of uh, preamble. What's been going on? Bullshit, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. We're going to skip that this time. We're going to dive right into talking about the movies of the year. Give the people what they want. Absolutely. So we usually like to kick things off just by talking about the year as a whole. So I guess let's let's start there. Uh, Travis, the year as a whole, what did you think? Was it good? Was it bad? Any themes? Where do you feel? Where would you land on the year as a whole? If you would have asked me this question six months ago, I would have said this year is hot dog garbage. But as the year has gone on, uh, there's been some bangers. And overall, I think it turned out to be a really solid year. I think we come to this conclusion every year except maybe 2020 i think the first year of covid that that year was pretty ass at least in the uh like duration that we've been doing the show comparatively yeah um but yeah i would say like my top 10 compared to my top 10 last year's probably pretty comparable but my top 20 i think shits on my top 20 from last year yeah so I would actually very much agree with that. I would say, yeah, top tens are comparable. I don't know if I like, well, we'll talk about it later. I feel like maybe I feel more strongly about like one or two of the movies last year than I do anything this year. But I don't know about you guys. I know we kind of pick and choose the movies that we watch, right? Well, Travis, not so much. You probably watch like 300 movies, but I... uh, (laughs) I was relatively choosy with the things that I'm going to put time into. And I I only saw seven or eight movies, I think, that I would say I did not like. Everything else I gave a good to great to perfect star rating to. So the year as a whole, I think, was pretty strong. I just don't know if like I could go as far as calling it like an all-timer or anything. But I do really love the films in my top 10 even some of the definitely not an all-timer 
the best year that we've been doing the show was 2017. That year was magical. Yeah. Lots of legendary films from that, uh, the class of 2017. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty strong year, though. Um, what about you, Paris? Where did you land on uh, the year as a whole? This year was complicated because looking at my list, I'm like, wow, this list is, I feel like, a lot stronger than it was last year. I saw more movies than I've ever seen. And frankly, I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. Um, (laughs) Because I also feel like this is the year that I fell out of love with cinema in general a bit. I was, I feel like I'm a lot more jaded. Gone are the days of giving vibes just because I enjoyed a movie. I'm like, I'm like kind of cynical now. I'm, (sighs) a dark cloud has formed over my head and I'm like, what even is film? (laughs) <laughs> I feel like your letterboxed curve would disagree with everything you just said. But I feel ya. <laughs> I feel ya. Um, so okay, let's... but my letterboxed curve is from all the previous years. Like, I'm talking just movies I watched this year that came out this year. Like, you did mm-hmm. give a lot of five stars though for this year. But I always do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But cinema's okay. dead. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Movies need are trash. <laughs> I don't need y'all. Yeah. But yeah. you are on record for saying you fell out of love with movies this year. So I have said it many times. Year. And I don't I don't think that's untrue. I still I still think that this year had better movies overall. Like I look at my top ten, my top twenty, way stronger than last year. But truly, I'm like, I'm like mad at a lot of movies this year. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I hope some of those movies come up and we can uh, discuss what got you so frazzled. But we'll, we'll save that for the meat of it. Um, do we want to do a count, a movie count? Do you guys have that number readily available as far as like how many? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. Give or take, I'm around 112 for the year. Damn. I'm at 78. I'm at 68. Uh, <laughs> wow, Second Matt. Year you were row, more than Matt. <laughs> Matt, you yeah. were cramming too towards the end of the year. Or uh, at I least was. leading up to this episode. I've been doing good. I just, it was it, this year, I watched fewer first time watches than any year since I've started keeping track. And I've been keeping track since 2014. Wild. So this was my worst movie watching year. Uh, this was definitely my best. And since October 22nd, every single movie I've seen has been a 2023 release. I've watched zero other movies except, wow. well, through the 31st. Last week, last weekend, I did watch The Mummy. You know, Which, it's a palate cleanser. It's a palate cleanser. A perfect film. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I will say this maybe this segues into our next topic, but um, I will say that this is the last year I will be watching this many, and you know mainly due to the uh, the life event I just had, and um, I just I just don't think the exercise is really worth my time. I I need to stick to what I like. I know there's always that diamond in the rough or thing that surprises you, but for the most part, the things that I like are typically the things that are going to win out. Shocker. 
I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I watch way less movies than you, but my movies this year, more than any other, are like... I didn't find as many diamonds in the rough this year as I have in years past. You know what I mean? Like I watched a lot of the movies that everyone has been talking about in film circles for the last six months. And and I like most of those, but beyond that, there weren't a ton that I like movies. I feel like I discovered, you know? Right. And with, you know, indie drama specifically, I feel like those are usually good movies and I get why they're like highly regarded or, you know, like, 90 plus percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But are they really like 10 best worthy? Probably not. So I would agree generally that like the indie movies of this year in particular, like the smaller movies didn't really like jump out to me. There's a couple exceptions, which, you know, we may or may not talk about. But for the most part, most of the movies that, I love this year are like, you know, the ones that lots of other people have. Right. Yeah. I'm not trying to discredit those movies. It's just when you're, when you're watching them with your top 10 in mind, they just have such a small chance of cracking that top 10. And it's, it, it's just because there's so much stuff. And then, I mean, an indie drama can only do so much the majority of the time. And it just, it just feels more definitive when like the more movies you've seen right like Mm -hmm. i guess that's a good segue into before we talk about our list and get into our top tens the movies that we weren't able to catch up with either because we just didn't make the time for it or release schedules i mean the big one would be the zone of interest right like i'm assuming none of us none of the three of us had an opportunity I still, I don't think you guys are going to be for this, but since it didn't literally arrive here until January, I think we should count it next year. Uh, no, I sorry. Won't. No, that's. Uh, I know no you guys do, are against it, but I, I would like to. It's just it falls it into there. no man's land, and it just is forgotten about forever. Unfortunately, it is truly unfortunate. This is actually a good opportunity for me to say I actually watched a movie. Fully intending it to be a contender for this list, that film is Return to Soul. Um, the fucking douche over at uh, the Chicago Sun Times, uh, Michael Damn. Phillips. Uh, <laughs> he's actually a great, great movie critic, but Name he drop. put it on his list. <laughs> so I was like, oh, he put it on. Because usually with movie critics, especially like the actual movie critics who write for, you know, publications and stuff, usually they have the opposite problem. Usually they're the motherfuckers putting the movies that no one else has had a chance to see. But he put Return to Soul. So I was like, oh, yeah, I remember people talking about that movie. Like, I just assumed that it would be eligible by my criteria turns out that movie did screen in los angeles and new york in like december mid-december of 2022 so i can't consider it just based on the way because i've i've excluded other movies on that basis so for the record that movie return to soul directed by davy chow would have made my top 10 if it was eligible but it's in that no man's land. Yeah, I guess we should say the movies that are eligible are movies that played in the U.S. in some sort of, at least in some sort of limited capacity. So even if it's just L.A. or New York, it still counts. And, you know, we didn't get an opportunity to see it, but we're not going to 
qualify it for next year just because the majority considers it the current year. So that's how we've always done it anyway. And film festivals don't count because it's like if if it played at you right. know, New York Film Festival, like that doesn't count. So there's there's every year there's a handful that wind up. I was worried that all of the strangers was going to be in that camp but thankfully it opened i, I mean it was french <laughs> <laughs> we we barely squeezed it in but i saw it yesterday so yeah as as did i paris you had an opportunity to see it earlier than us but it was still like you know i saw pushing. it last week yeah yeah like less so, than a week ago yeah um a couple others i'll throw out real quick yeah 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 go ahead uh perfect days by vim vendors Yep. Uh, Origin by Ava DuVernay. Yep. Taste of Things by Tron on Hung. Never yep. heard of this director, but that movie looks good and I've heard good things about it. Uh, and The Teacher's Lounge. I don't think we had access to that. Nope. That was on the list. And I There's uh, probably a couple others, but um, those are probably the top ones for me that didn't, didn't even have a chance, even if I drove down to the city was not possible for where I live. Well, for me, for the second year in a row, actually, one of my Mount Rushmore directors, Koreeda, he had another film, Monster, that is technically a 2023 film that we can't fucking see here. Last year well, it was Broker. I still Monster Broker. Monster did actually play down in Linwood for like a week or so. Fucking Linwood? What when was I that? I know. Uh, probably about a month ago. Oh Christ! Okay, so but it was, Alderwood it was Mall AMC. in Linwood gets all of them early, like nowhere else in Seattle. But for some reason, Linwood is getting all the fucking indies that aren't showing all the anywhere else. Yeah, it's <laughs> wild. That's a bummer. See, I Bellingham. I'm in a weird position because Bellingham has a really cool, like, independent movie theater. But during these times, they've been playing like movies that are going to sell tickets, right? Wonka. So like, no, not Wonka. <laughs> uh, poor Things and The Color Purple. They played mm. for like two. weeks. Is it just a one screen theater? It's two screens, mm. and they're opening another theater actually a couple blocks away that they're going to add three nice. more screens. So there will be more, but they just like some of these movies that have been coming out. I was like, oh, maybe they'll start playing All of Us Strangers. Maybe, you know, American Fiction, like whatever, whatever it is. But they did it. And around Christmas, too, they were playing fucking. uh, I don't even remember what they were playing at that time, but it was like shit that I wasn't interested in or could see at the Cineplex, you know. So, yeah, Everett gets some stuff, but they don't get the like All of Us Strangers or the Zone of Interest. Well, they might get the Zone of Interest, but. You know, they'll get stuff like past lives or the holdovers, but that's like about as indie as they get. And poor things. Yeah, it's like those indie movies that will probably sell tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Paris? Was there anything that like was on your radar that you just like didn't have an opportunity to see either because you ran out of time or just like didn't have access to it? Yeah, so actually, um, I had originally logged it and then had to stop because I started a movie yesterday called Showing Up. I started it on the plane ride home because I got back into town yesterday. And um, the plane was really short, so I didn't end up watching it. Then I got home and I started watching it for like three more minutes. And uh, ultimately, 
didn't watch it at all. Fell asleep. So uh, oh, yeah. I, I was really tired. No, no, no. Like I, it wasn't the movie. I literally was like, I just got off of a long oh, trip. I've been traveling on. so much for about a month. I've been traveling, you guys, and 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 I, my Catch body, my body's tired. Um. That movie's getting too much praise. Come on, Paris. Knock it no down way. a peg. No way. Movie's huge. Well, there's Four and no... Stars. Okay. 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 Stop. No Shut way. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> All I'm saying is I really wanted to see it. Whether it would have made my top 10 or not, who, who's to say? But I thought it at least was a contender for a high movie for me. Sure. Yeah. I like that movie. It's not going to be on my list, but I actually liked it more than I thought I would. Um. All right. Are we ready? Uh, should we go yeah, about dude. How, how, how we construct the list, or did we already cover that? Um, well, no, we didn't. I guess we didn't touch on that. Um, I will say that last year I started um, the movement of trying to future-proof these lists as much as possible. I know it's difficult when um, you haven't seen everything that's eligible, but I'm trying to stay away from the like cool, you know, showy surprise picks and trying to go with a list that will stand the test of time at least you know the best of my ability at this time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um yeah uh every year we've done this i've obsessively ranked every movie that came out this year that i saw from best to worst i don't think i'm going to do that going forward because i don't think it's really fair to some movies and i think some movies get too comfortable in some positions for better or for worse so Going forward, I'm just going to add every movie I see to a list, and then at the end of the year, closer to when we do this, I will sort by highest rating to lowest rating, and then pluck 10 from there. You know, Travis, I think I might adopt that same strategy, because I I feel you. I do the same thing. I have a ranked list, and as I watch movies throughout the year, I'm like, yeah, that's you know, that's four stars. I'm gonna slot that in at uh, 32, right in between, uh, you know, fucking Iron Claw and uh, They Clone Tyrone, or you know, whatever it is. Like, and it, it does. Yeah, feel I just don't think it's fair. So I have the opposite problem where I sometimes I don't know what to rate a movie until I've slotted it into my list. Um. Because I also do a ranked list, even though um, I don't want to. Anyway, um, <laughs> even though my list just exploded, it's fine. We're not going to talk about it. Um, but so I also do a ranked list and I wait to put what stars I rate it until I put it in my list. And then sometimes that makes me adjust where it's in my list or what the stars are. But I try to go like, well... I, I think I would put it here and then I look and I'm go, oh, that's a two and a half. And I'm like, is it a two and a half? And it helps me like actually think about it a little bit more. Yeah. See, good call, Travis. Way to bring up the process. We're, we're shedding light on things here. Oh, yeah. Huge. Um, for me, uh, I mean, I kind of approach this year like I do every year. I just kind of, you know have movies that i keep an ongoing ranking of and then there's some movement especially towards the end of the year where i'm like you know swapping some things around sometimes i'll even move something just to like see it you know like see how it makes me feel like move something up to like you know number two and i'm like how does that make me feel and i might be like nah, i don't i don't like that you know or like <laughs> <laughs> just kind of oh my around. god matt <laughs> 
Does you that fucking, you fucking, that feels sexy? I'm gonna keep it there. Good. That feels good. sexy. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Sometimes I, I was do thinking it, more like therapy talk. Like, how does it make me feel? Shut up! Oh no! It does make me want to barf sometimes. Like I'll put Matt's I'll looking in the mirror when he's that. when he's doing this, <laughs> holding the camera up to the mirror, or not the camera, the phone screen, and watching it in. The holding mirror. the camera up to the mirror, camera on one hand, dick in the other, eyes oh. glued to the mirror. <laughs> but this year, I mean, I didn't really have any change to my strategy. It's like, I mean, I guess where do you guys land on the favorite versus best movies? Do those mean the same thing to you? Is it kind of a mixture? Like, would you consider these your best and your favorite? Just yes. the best? Just the favorite? Both Both. Not the best. My favorite. So you would draw the line at just your favorite, not what you think are the best. Travis. I mean, I try and watch everything with a critical eye to some degree. You know, I, I have some biases, but yeah, these are my favorite best movies. Oh, yeah. But if, if you were to ask me to rank the movies from best to worst of the year, my top 10 would be different than it is now. So there's a favorite flair to it. Well, I think it's silly to try and objectively rate a movie. Well, I mean, I think there's a difference between like, say, like I loved Joyride, for example. It's not going to be in my top ten, but spoilers. If I like did like, I don't know. Like, even if I was only going based off of my favorite, like I think obviously we understand that there can't be like this isn't objective. These are our opinions, but like. I still... Everything is subjective. Nothing matters. Everything is dust. I mean, Cinema I would say dead. I would say half my list is best of the year, but which is also favorite, and then the other half is more favorite than best. If that helps or makes sense, I will say I rank mostly on favorite. Like that's how I rate movies, as y'all know. That's why I give a lot of fives. But my list is ranked by favorite but also best so like if there's a couple movies like my 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 number 10 i'm still unsure like my 10 and 11 like i'm kind of like i don't know i don't know but i'm thinking like which is the better movie of those two and that's what put it at number 10 right cool okay well now that we've got that out of the way are we ready to uh start the list start the countdown I'm ready, Let's but I get do. Ready to rumble. Oh. I do have to use the restroom. Really <laughs> a pee pee break. Really quick. <laughs> a pee pee break. All right. Just so I'm good and ready. All right. I should probably All right, be, be right saying. back. Let's let's take a quick break. Uh, we okay. Will momentarily. <laughs> All right. We are back, and without further ado, Travis is going to be kicking things off. Travis, go ahead and tell us what your number ten film of the year is. The floor All is right. yours. I will, but really quick, I will just say that there might be a... I know I just went on this tangent about there being no surprises, but there will be a couple surprises to the people on the show, because uh, <laughs> there's a couple... 
What? There's a couple uh, unlogged rewatches and at least one theater watch that I did not log that may or may not show up on my list. Oh so my unlogged, you salty, dog. unlogged, you fucking unlogged, unlogged, <laughs> unlogged. I thought we had a covenant. We're going in cold. Wow. Uh, okay. Wild. Well, I feel like my list is pretty boring for the most part, so I had to do a little bit to like give it some spice. And what do you, what do you think we're doing? Like checking your diary once a day to see what you've been watching? Like I don't even know what. I mean, I have a hunch. Like I don't what know. I mean, Matt, you're definitely doing that. You two both do that. <laughs> what are you oh, talking I about? <laughs> Dude, I watch Letterbox like a hawk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as a fucking uh, neighborhood watch on there, there's some features that do not exist on letterbox that would make my life a lot easier that's all i'll say <laughs> <laughs> all right my number 10 this was a rewatch and i did actually log it it is uh how to blow up a pipeline Ooh. and um wasn't planning on wasn't planning on putting this on my list but um rewatched it and it uh it, it made the uh, the cut. I feel like it is a movie that is right in line with my interests. It's um, a gritty thriller. It has kind of a heist feel to it. And um, kind of reminiscent of Good Time. Just like that like gritty aspect. And the score is very reminiscent of Good Time. And maybe like Tangerine Dream. Um, and... I think the thing that was holding it back for me the first time was it's a little low budget and not as cinematic as I want it to be. But on rewatch, I actually appreciated it for what it was doing um, because I think it makes the most out of its budget. There's some cool shots and there's a little bit of boom pow as well uh, that that hits towards the end. <laughs> and um, yeah, I the, the, I think the main takeaway I have for this, and it, it may be kind of obvious, but typically a movie like this would be, you know, like a bank heist movie where the character's trying to get rich for whatever reason. This movie, the whole reasoning behind the act that they're doing is, um, you know, a little a little bit more practical or a little a little bit more understanding because obviously they're committing a crime, but it's like. It's in retaliation for good reason. And I feel like a lot of thrillers that match this style of movie don't really have that like real world implication to it. It's just like a, a fun, clever setup to, you know, entertain us. But this was right. that, but also had the real world element to it. So got some uh, high marks for that reason alone. Nice. Was this a, a hidden rewatch or did you log this? No, rewatch? I did actually log it. Matt, if you were doing your homework, you would have seen that I re-logged it. <laughs> I did not, but uh, glad to see it made the list. I really like that movie. Um, it's number 24 on my list. Nice. I did Just really made like the 25. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> shocked that it's not higher or yeah. shocked that, yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. Um, I gave it four and a half stars, but I think the budget played a factor. I do think it has a cool look to it, but, and, uh, you know, it just, it's not radical enough, you know, didn't go quite far enough. If you're going to be radical, be fucking <laughs> radical, dude. It <laughs> just wasn't, it didn't one step further. I mean, what did you think was going to happen? It's called how to blow up a pipeline and they 
blew up a pipeline. Damn. Yeah, but they barely spend any time talking about like the politics of the characters. They do a little bit, but like that that's the most interesting part of the movie to me is their motivations. And they don't really dig into it too much outside of saying like they're going to call us terrorists, you know, and like, you know, they address that aspect of it and it is interesting. It's a good movie. I do like it a lot, but um all right, man. We're, we're here to praise movies. All right. <laughs> square. Hey, I loved it. <laughs> Get real. Oh, it was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. I like that movie. I'm glad to see it represented. I have the feeling that Paris may uh, pipe up later, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, it is your turn, though, Paris. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what your number 10 film of the year is? Sure. Yeah. So, buy a hair just rearranged in the nick of time <laughs> my number 10 is past lives barely made the cut wait so Damn. you're telling me it wasn't even you gave me so much shit in the pre-show you're telling me it fucking barely made the list <laughs> get out of here <laughs> continue sorry yeah <laughs> i mean you you I didn't say I loved past lives. You had a chip on your shoulder. You were never going to let that movie be as good as it is. I feel like I I feel like I let it be as good as it is, which is a 4.5. No, I think I think I think Paris is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what can I say about past lives that we haven't talked about already other than I think that it tells a story that, um, while I won't say it hasn't been told before necessarily, unfamiliar to me, it felt lived in and real and almost the meta nature of like when the husband is analyzing, you know, if this were a different kind of thing, I would be the villain, but he's not because it feels so accurate to how it actually pans out and how the rom- the romance doesn't actually lead to them ending up in the end like it felt very real to me and i don't know i yeah i loved it yeah it is a pretty mature film in that regard just didn't work for matt apparently that's not very emotionally mature. We know this. It's just a big emotionally not enough not enough whimsy for Matt. You know what? I'm just gonna continue with my life. Anything as you should on a past lives, Paris? No. Cool. All right. Uh, moving on to my number 10. Typically, I like to... The number 10, like, traditionally is, like, kind of a... Wild card. Kind of a, yeah, kind of a wild card, kind of a statement pick, kind of a, like, you know... For example, uh, the year Matrix uh, Resurrections came out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Matrix. I forgot about that, you fucking idiot. <laughs> no, listen. History... Is on my side. All right, YouTube Japan. I don't think so. It's I don't not. Think so. I don't know I'm what so foreign you're in. I'm so sorry. I'll send I'm you the. So sorry, Matt. You're such a fucking idiot. Anyway, Matrix <laughs> Resurrections rules, but 
Um, typically, that's what the number 10 spot is. It's like a statement pick. Maybe it's like an indie movie. Maybe it's like a, a movie I want a champion. And uh, this year isn't any different. Uh, my number 10 pick is uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That little low? Known, little known Wait, indie what? Film. <laughs> that low? Yeah. Are you such, joking? You're Bro, so, that was are six you, months ago. Uh, you know how many are you joking me right now? But Matt, are you, you were like, right I'm pretty sure you're like best superhero movie of all time. Yeah. Like expanded upon the, the first one guy. Yeah. yeah like yeah. best spider-man movie ever what yeah. is best wrong with <laughs> the animated movie are also ever. true <laughs> what else could be on your top 10 you're if throwing it 10? a phone at number 10 damn i'm shocked it's funny that you mentioned that because i ac- i actually had the boy and the heron at 10 this morning oh my god what a hero <laughs> <laughs> spider-man was one of those things where i was like let me let me put it here and i was like oh yeah i can't even believe you would say that spider-man across the spider first wow matt what a what a film it's it's matt you can't see me but i'm making jack off hands in your general direction listen if if you guys if that i mean number 10 pick got that much of a reaction out of you guys you guys are gonna lose your fucking (laughs) are you serious matt i knew for sure i knew for sure would be on your list but i just thought it would be Higher than the the spot that you throw a bone. It sounds to. like earlier today <laughs> it wasn't even on his list. Like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? It's a great you, movie. Just you just like said it's nine more. You just said it's a wild card pick. <laughs> well, I was joking, God, because uh, usually the, you know one year it was Beverly Lynn or whatever that fucking movie was. That yeah. is the wild card pick. The, yeah, so was Matrix Resurrection. Yeah, those are all crazy. <laughs> this. Those are crazy picks that did not stand the test of time. This won't stand exactly. the test of time because you're exactly. going to be like, that's way too low. No way. Exactly. I, I can't continue? wait to hear your May nine. I continue, please? Yes. <laughs> Spider-Man Across sure. the spider <laughs> Incredible film. Uh, works perfectly on its own. I know a lot of people bitch about the ending and it being a cliffhanger, but uh, I love yeah, that. I can't movie wait sucks. to the next one. Visually incredible it's one of those movies where i was just like in awe of the spectacle of it love the characterization work love what they do with miles morales as a character in this movie and his development and kind of where they're taking him uh in the next film and yeah just uh an incredible achievement and uh the number 10 the number 10 film of the year wow did you rewatch it no uh i don't i bought the 4k but i haven't rewatched it yet I only Let rewatched one movie. I rewatched one. Maybe that's movie. maybe that's why it's ten. Honestly, I think maybe. so because after because we talked about this on the last podcast or the last episode, like the rewatch is fucking huge on this. Big ups. Well, if we do a, a revised list, perhaps it would change. But that's what I'm going with. Number Fair one. enough. I'm glad it at least made your list because that was a. Uh, a shoe in, in, in my opinion. I'm on, I'm surprised, honestly, that you guys really. That way. But I mean, I know I. I well, you know. I reviewed it with you, Matt. You were fucking head over heels about it. Yeah, still am. You were it's gushing. Number ten film of the year. This movie right, is literally year in your was. wet dreams, and it's only just, number ten. I am so interested to hear nine through one. Must be a great year. Must it be was. a great year. It was. All right, Travis. What's your number nine? All right. Getting into the theme of my list, 
I have movies that have layers, and the first one that has layers is Anatomy of a Fall, number nine. <laughs> this one is not higher because it is a courtroom drama, and it is a little drama heavy, and so for that reason alone, it loses a little bit, because I'm typically not a fan of courtroom dramas, but I will say this is probably one of the best. I think this is pro like we talked about best movies. I think this is one of the best movies of the year and will continue to be talked about and analyzed. I think it's one of the most fun movies to talk about as far as just, you know, inciting a conversation or dialogue about it. I think there's a lot to dissect. Um, but the main thing I liked about it is just um, how it dissects a marriage and... Um, I mean, the title, you could dissect that a little bit. Um, she's a writer. That's another layer to it. Um, yeah, I, I think that the main thing I really liked about it is just how it it gives you both sides of the story, and it's not really about who, you know, who actually did it. It's more just about you. Like, it kind of puts it on the audience to gather the facts and make a decision. But it also, I think, is commenting on the court system where when you dissect a relationship to this degree, that it's, you know, it can be a little gray to, to what, you know, whose fault it is. Um, but yeah, I, I think her being a writer plays an aspect of it. And um, you could like view the whole thing as fiction to a degree i don't think the the incident is really the important aspect of it even though you would think it is like on the surface i would disagree with you a little bit in that i think ultimately that is very important to the story like what actually happened just we don't know what actually happened do we not i feel like the movie we don't, <laughs> I don't Matt, are you I, serious? We definitely don't know what happened. It's very purposefully <laughs> left ambiguous. Mm, that's so why it's that's, so good. <laughs> maybe that's why it's not yeah. on my list. I, f I felt like the movie didn't do a good a, jo a good enough job of convincing me one way or the other. What do like, you think always, happened? What do I think happened? I think that he fell. I think he fell. We're trying not to do spoilers. On an accident. We're doing spoilers. Sorry. I, you thought he fell, not was pushed. I do not think that she murdered him, no. Matt, I agree with you, but it's not like clear as day whether she did it or not. No, I'm not saying it's clear as day, but I think part of the drama of the film and why it's so effective is that this woman is in this situation and because of how gray these situations are and his word versus her word, uh, you know, uh, forensic evidence versus I think she pushed him or whatever. By the way, but I think it, the See? movie is left ambiguous. Never at any point did I think that she did it, and I think that's part of the reason why I didn't like it. Didn't but there's evidence. There's Matt, evidence you don't watch enough that... true crime. I watched lots of true crime, Paris, and I just like I think the questions that it poses are more interesting. Well, no, the movie itself is really interesting. I just, I don't know. Like, I I think it's important that she ends up being found not guilty because part of the, like, the, the horror and the tension of it for me is we see how close 
she got to being put away for a murder that she didn't commit just because there was like strife in their relationship and it wasn't a perfect marriage. Like how close she came to being put away for murder, even though it couldn't be proven that she did it. I I definitely think that's part of it. But I mean, there's still an element where she could be guilty. It's not clear as day that he committed suicide. There's evidence. There's also evidence against that. Maybe and I wasn't. There's clear definitely evidence both ways, right? I mean, maybe it wasn't clear what I was saying. I was, I guess, more so what I was saying is that I never, at any point, questioned her uh, innocence. It was more, more a matter of like, oh my Even god. Even the they're... screenwriter doesn't know Matt. So, oh, get real. Do you think I actually say that? Just, <laughs> that's and get out of here. Matt, I think she pushed him. <laughs> I do. I, I think that she pushed him. That's so stupid, though. Why would she do that? How did she not hear it? She had. She was sleeping right below. Uh, because the most obnoxious steel drum cover of PIMP was playing yeah. at astronomical levels. That's why she didn't hear him. No, I get it. Like, I honestly, you're, best you're score of the year her. or best score of the year. I don't know what you heard about me. <laughs> I understand you're supposed to question it. I, you know, there were points where I was like, hmm, that would be convincing if I were in that jury. Like, I get it. But anyway, well, I, really I also like thought the movie. I'm not, you know, I just I know you gave it four and a half, right? Yeah. 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 I yeah. Did. Well, I think it'll be even better on rewatch. I think there's some standout sequences. I really love the scene where you get the like uh the scene of them fighting but it's like you know their true selves kind of fighting with each other um i also really like the recreation scene it was just like kind of awkward and <laughs> i liked it for that reason uh and then we might we might touch on this a bit later but uh the dog was fucking killer in this movie oh yeah never seen a dog act like that before <laughs> it, was, I, it was like harrowing he too. was I acting was like, out of his mind i was like is that dog okay like i was honestly like oh my I god know. that dog is an amazing actor and also <laughs> in france it. in france maybe animals are harming them making of these movies we don't know I, we don't know I, I don't know i didn't see i didn't pay attention to the credits. that yeah. dog <laughs> suffered emotional trauma that's all i'm saying that dog was told that its family didn't love him and it was actually adopted like moments before that scene. <laughs> they'll give him a, they'll give him a medal. Don't worry. Or a grant or something. Those French people. Oh, French all right. People. That, that was my number nine. Very nice. Anatomy of a fall. Paris, your turn. What's your number nine? Uh, ma'am, you're muted. If you're talking. Excuse me. <laughs> uh <laughs> She hit the panic button. <laughs> Hello? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Hello. We're, yep, we're here. <laughs> Hi, did you guys ask me something? Yeah, did yeah. you step Earth away? to Paris? It's no, it went it went Oh, sorry. It went silent for a second and I was like Hello. Uh, was it? Oh, yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Um, so my number nine pick is They Cloned Tyrone. Um, this movie came out of nowhere for me. I just was like, uh, watch on Netflix, whatever, whatever, like, I guess. And holy shit, this movie had everything from black exploitation to just some standout performances to secret sci-fi crazy, like, con- excuse me, conspiracy, like big world cover up stuff, like. I loved it. And it was still like small scale and felt textured and interesting. And I don't know. It was really special. Hell yeah. I like that movie. I The second half, for whatever reason, just like didn't work for me as well as the first <laughs> half. Other Like I really, really like the first half, but it gets a little like, I don't know, out there. Maybe I need to rewatch it, but I, yeah. I didn't like the second half as much as the. First I would half. agree with Matt. I was in the first half. The second half got a little more like convoluted, or I just stopped caring for whatever reason. But I did like the setup. It was definitely going for like a like an throwback, like sci-fi. It kind of reminded me of like They yes. Live or like you know a mashup yeah. of a bunch of genres from the seventies or eighties. Well, and I like that it sort of plays on our idea, like you think it might be the 70s, or you think it might be the 80s, and then it's modern day, and then you're like, okay, and it sort of, and then later it's sort of revealed why, and I could definitely understand why you see, say the second half didn't quite work for you, it's definitely more complicated in the second half, but I was there every, every moment of it, they kept saying things, and I was like, yes, yes, and they would say another thing, and I was like, gimme, 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 ah, ah. I really like what it was going for, but I think the reason why the first half half worked more better for me is like the mystery of it. The second half is a lot of like literal explanations of like why things are happening in the world and like reveal like obviously it's like pulling back the curtain and like revealing like what's going on, but I just felt like the more it explained why things were happening and made it more literal, the less interested I became. It was, it was all interesting all the way through, but I just like, I don't know. My attention started to waver a bit, but performances are awesome. That's fair. I I think that, I think that that's fair to a point. I also think some of the curtain pulling back and the exposition of what's happening while you say that makes it more, makes it more literal. Like, yes, it's literally explaining like the science fiction aspect of it. But I think it also, that goes more into depth of like the metaphor behind it of like how this small black town is being like, I don't want to, I don't want to get too spoilery, but like, Basically, I think the metaphor of it all of like how these wealthy white people are exploiting this, you know, less affluent small black town is pretty poignant. And then even to have like a almost, um, oh my God, what's his name? Not Uncle John. Uncle John? Talking about the character's no, the, name? The, the, uh, Jamie Foxx's name? No, the 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 brown house. Uncle Sam. Eighteen hundreds. Nope. Uh, 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 Uncle, Uncle Uncle Tom? Tom's cabin. Uncle Tom. Thank you. To have like almost like an Uncle Tom character in there too. Like I thought that was so good. 
yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to it. It's it's a really interesting movie and definitely one that I think could potentially go up on a rewatch for sure. I like that movie a lot. And so funny while being yeah. dark and interesting and explorative. Jamie Foxx is really good in that movie. I mean, everyone's good, but Jamie Foxx is, is the standout for me, at least on a comedic on a comedic level. Cool. Anything else on uh, They Clone Tyrone from anyone? Nope. Very nice. All right. Uh, moving on to my number nine pick. Uh, it's Rye Lane, which was a bit of a surprise for me. I knew it was uh, getting some buzz, but I didn't really know much about it. I just knew that it was easily accessible and pulled the trigger on it. And I absolutely loved it. It's It's a romantic comedy set in London um, and it's like visually stylistically so neat. Like it goes in and out of these like little vignette scenes where it's like staging these like events that happened at other moments in the characters lives. And the, the dialogue is so witty and snappy and you totally buy into the relationship between the two leads and it's, it's inventive and just on a level of a romantic comedy. I thought it was near perfect. Um, it kept surprising me along the way. I, I adored the leads and adored the writing and it's a satisfying ending. Like it's about as perfect of a romantic comedy as I've seen since probably the big sick, which kind of leans more into like dramedy by the end of that movie. But probably my favorite since uh, since then, I would say. And uh, I loved it. I, I really, really adored the film, and I'm excited to to rewatch it. I think surprise is the best way to describe this movie. It was a big surprise of the year. Uh, good pick, Matt, but I am shocked that this movie made your list, but Past Lives did not. Because I just think they're going for different things, but Past Lives is just on a whole nother level. Interesting. Very much disagree. But, uh, <laughs> Watch it again. They but. are very different. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. That's my number nine. All right. All right. Moving on to number eight. My number eight. Matt, this is where you cringe. Uh-oh. My number eight is not Saltburn, but Ooh. it is Infinity Pool. Oh, no. Yeah. I forgot you liked that movie. Wait, did you rewatch yeah. this? I did. Oh, barf. Was it a Henry watch? It was, no, it was a while back, actually. Oh, okay. The uncut version. Huge. <laughs> Bigger, longer, and uncut. Got to see that uncut gem, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I hear the jerk-off scene, scene is uh, pretty huge. It is. Huge. That is the scene, right, where we see like uh, him being yeah. stroked. Is that... Mm-hmm. Now, question for you, because we discussed it briefly before the podcast. Is that his real dick? I don't know. Is that Mia Goth's real hands? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) If Travis is... uh, No, I was going to say something gross. Never mind. (laughs) I don't know if they're allowed to do that in (laughs) movies of... Well, of this... Have you seen Brown Bunny, Matt? (laughs) They are with an intimacy coordinator. I mean... To stroke each other's genitals? You've seen Blue is the Warmest Color, right? No, but that's also a French movie and also 
not an intimacy coordinator on the set of that movie. Both of the actresses well, say they were okay. basically uh, well, yeah. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying, are they allowed to? Yes. I was just meaning like a Hollywood. I know Brandon Cronenberg is like a weird freak, weird nepotism freak, but like it's still produced with had like, to get the, that job in there. There were SAG, people, <laughs> there were, you know, SAG is involved. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll have to do a little bit of research to determine if it was a prosthetic or not. But anyway, in the uncut version, we see the dong. How was regardless, it, some great was dong. It huge? Was it huge? All around. Oh yeah, it was huge, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Uh, now, Paris, I don't think you dislike this one as much as Matt, but I think this movie deserves a bit more credit than it's, than it's getting. And maybe y'all and everyone else who disliked it or didn't like it as much should uh, give it another go. I think it looks absolutely incredible. But I, again, I think there's more going on than just like cool visuals. Um, there's two, there's two sequences that are like cream dream supreme sequences and, um, probably two of my favorites of the year. Um, they just have that like gore and sex appeal that I love the whole movie does for that matter. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Matt, don't take it so serious. It's it's just a dope genre movie, you know. But I do, I th- still, I still think there's a little bit more going on than the surface. I'll and, watch it again for sure. And I cannot. I think it's definitely. Oh, sorry. I cannot give this a shout out without praising Mia Goth. I think Mia Goth is incredible in this. I know she's a uh, genre darling, and um, you know, you could argue that she's done better work, but. I think this is top tier work from her, and uh, she is definitely the standout. Also, maybe on the way out. Did you guys hear that? No. She fucking. Wait, why? She she what fucking happened? kicked somebody in the face on the set of uh, Maxine, like a like a P, like a PA or something, and like hell called yeah. him a little bitch and dared him to tell anybody. Travis, no hell, hell yeah. yeah, we don't we don't we don't condone She was in character. Kicking. She was that, in character. That, that's what the was jokes she? were like. Oh, she was probably in character or whatever. But yeah, that's anyway, not okay. She's a in a PA, little bit of hot water right now. A PA. Like, well, I'm don't sorry. Quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. Like, I don't you, know. you it, can't just go around kicking people just because you're Mia Goth. Like, come on. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't heard the claims, Matt. I don't. I actually had heard that as well. I just was like kind of hoping it wasn't true. Right. I, I haven't done much. It, it kind of came and went. So maybe the PR team is already doing their work and. We'll forget about Mia Goth kicking some poor boy in the face. But anyway, she's currently in a little bit of hot water. We'll see if it sticks. But I, I agree. Oh, I, no. I love her work. I can't comment further until <laughs> I know more about the situation. But she uh, is a great actress and she is fantastic in Infinity Pool. I agree. Wow. Not to take the wind out of your sails, but... She uh, she beats on little boys. Uh, what am I saying? He was probably, wow. That he was, was he an was full, insane thing you a, just said. I don't want to get sued for libel. Uh uh uh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that Infinity Pool is definitely itching for a rewatch. 
I also feel like going into it, I had different expectations. I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop, and then it was like, oh no, this is it. This is the whole thing. And so I think that definitely led to some of my disappointments. Um, Matt and I, when I look at all my other people that have reviewed it on Letterboxd, Matt and I are by far and away the lowest and the only ones that are above uh, below a four. So well, what do we know? One other thing to note, I know it's um, not really in the movie, but the poster for Infinity Pool fucks hard. Good poster. Yeah. Best poster With the mask, maybe. like yeah. uh, reflection. Oh my God. Huge. Pretty good. Now I will say this. I would rewatch Possessor before I would rewatch Infinity. War. Yeah, but you were on record for borderline loving Possessor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I if I'm prior, I like I'm more eager to rewatch that movie than this movie, just because I remember there being things about this movie that I was like, is or is is this really stupid thing actually happening? Oh, it is cool. Like, you know, in the moment that was my reaction. Maybe I would care less. On a rewatch, so I am interested, but I don't know when. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. You got to do the double dip. I have breaking news. Oh, did you fact check the Mia Goth stuff? Uh, no. Uh, because I don't want to. Um, I did. I fact checked it, and it was not our boy Alexander Skarsgård's dick. Brandon Cronenberg designed a prosthetic penis with Alexander Skarsgård, and said, "Quote." We've done this a million times. Send me the dick pics. End Interesting. Quote. Sounds like so. It's I don't know. If it's that's a replica. True, that's well, supposedly, but it's definitely fake. I mean, it's, it's a nice. It's it's a little too nice looking, so it would make sense that it's fake. Yeah. yeah give me listen, listen, Brandon. Give me an inch or two. Put some veins on that bad boy. <laughs> then we're good. I'll sign off on that. Cronenberg also said, quote, the MPAA has only one objective rule, and that's no hard cocks. That is so oh, stupid. Quote. I'm going to make that my fucking crusade. I want hard cocks in Hollywood films. <laughs> that's your directorial ASAP. debut. Hard cocks. <laughs> Matt Superheroes. We're getting everybody. We're getting Barry Keegan. We're getting Michael Fassbender. We're getting all oh, all, the, all your favorites. All the, all the greatest hits. We're getting them in there. All hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A Dewey Cox story. <laughs> Jesus. Nice. Cool. All right. Infinity pool? Yep. Infinity what pool. Number eight. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> Paris, what's your number eight? My number eight, very different movie. Um, women talking. Fewer hard cocks. Although I've, I haven't actually seen the movie. So. Mm. Also, also, is this eligible? Yeah. Travis, also. Gonna... <laughs> Travis, I, asked you guys, I asked you guys. Paris, you should it? have asked the Jedi I did. Council. I did. I did. About I swear women to talking? God. I'm going back in our text messages. I think we talked about this movie uh, last year as one women. of the movies we wish we saw. No. Women no. were talking. No. No. No shit. Okay, hold on. Women. Listen, if it is on your list, I don't I don't really 
care, whatever. But I'm just, but technically, at least by my standards, no, that's no, no, no. Paris, I did ask it's, you guys. It's not eligible, but if you want to make it eligible, I will let it slide this year. Did oh, this yeah. happen with a different thing <laughs> last year too? Or something where I had to adjust my whole list, or some some fucking uh, draft we did where I had to adjust my whole list because the lobster right. was the wrong year. Maybe no, that I sounds familiar. That. Anyway, kill me. So uh, it's fine. You, you can keep it, but just technically, just just no, no. I mean, if you want to swap it out, you're also <laughs> allowed to. <laughs> You Paris is scrambling right now. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, Paris. You really, you really don't have to. I mean, it's it's your list. So okay, here's the thing. Instead this is of one of those like fringe. Eight, nope, nope. Yeah. Instead of saying a number eight, I'm gonna I'm gonna say to the listeners, dear listeners. Literally, while we were talking, not yet recording, but talking, uh, prepping for the show, uh, my letterbox list disappeared. Did I delete it? I guess maybe somehow I must have. Um, it was while I was picking out adjusting my new favorites. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Um, I'm definitely going to be writing Letterbox a strongly worded letter. Are you going to are you going to do it in their accent though? In their accent? Yeah. Well, they're they're out of New Zealand. Letterboxed. Oh, no. I cannot believe. That is literally the worst. Matt, that is the worst New Zealand. I'm going to record my... I'm recording you doing that in the worst New Zealand accent just to torture them. Just to torture them. Put that in there. No. So I just want to let all of the listeners know that the 78 fucking movies that I saw this year... Gone. They're gone. I had to scramble... To remember what to put together for my list. And now my number eight pick doesn't even fucking count. I. <laughs> you can put it. No, 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 no. My number eight is blank. And I'm doing this instead. No. That's what I said. That's what I said. Blank? You can't have a blank. <laughs> I don't care what you guys say. I would much rather you have women talking at eight yeah. than blank. Please. We're done. For the love of God. Pick something else or talk about women talking. Those are your two options. <laughs> a blank number eight spot. Is- rules are rules. You need to have ten movies for this list. For this, you, you must and have I will ten films to write tech- this. Ride. Okay, but here's the thing: I would just move up my number eleven to number ten, my number nine to number eight. You know what I mean? Like, well, we can do that retroactively, do that. real quick. Yeah, ah! it won't. It won't be a catastrophe. It's fine. I- would prefer that to a blank. Fine, I mean, fine, 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 fine. God, I want to kill myself. Jesus. Sorry. Kill Letterboxd, all right? Send a how to blow up a pipeline, how to blow up a fucking Letterboxd. For only $99 a month, you can help Join me the cost. Obliterate Letterboxd. And by obliterate, I mean I love them. I don't want to obliterate them. I want them to give me my fucking list back. I'll kill you. Or okay. kill all so, kiwis. Am I right? Am I right? Geez. No, Sorry. no. That's literally a genocide, Matt. Well, I mean, they commit a genocide <laughs> on the indigenous population. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. 
I don't that know. That is about a different that. podcast. For <laughs> yeah, sure. what the fuck, Matt? I'm just trying. To, you guys are forcing me to give my. I'm basically drunk right now, and you're no, forcing. No, no. I'm me. over here talking about dope ass genre movies. You guys are on your fucking soapboxes with your megoth backlashes and your. That's not on my soapbox. That's all Matt. I didn't say a word. <laughs> That's all Matt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, guys, back on the railroad track. Adjust. Okay. 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 So, readjusting my number 10 pick. So, now eight is They Cloned Tyrone. Nine is Past Lives, my number 10 pick. Leave the World Behind. Nailed it. Squeezing in by the skin of its teeth, huh? Yep. 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 Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Not me. But, uh, (laughs) but. I will say this was another surprise banger of a movie. Um, you know, just plopped it little its little self on Netflix and everyone's like, oh my God, have you seen that fucking movie on Netflix? The Obamas are producing. And I was like, okay, it can't be that fucking good. You guys, it blew my brains out, like truly and deeply. <laughs> I, I loved... <laughs> what? <laughs> I, you just paused on that. <laughs> I was pausing. Oh my god! I can't even get through this one fucking sentence. Ah, oh, I'm losing it. No, okay, no, fine. Continue. That's now, it. Leave the world behind. No, Whatever. No. Number ten. Kill me. Paris. Good movie. <laughs> but um, can you talk about the backlash a little bit? People hate. Yeah, people the hate that fucking movie. Wait, really? especially the ending. People hate the what? ending. What? I did what? not hold watch on, that hold movie on, hold because on, hold of on. the backlash. I have no idea about this. Please, please explain. I don't, I didn't watch it, so I don't. I don't. Well, really I don't want to spoil the ending necessarily. No, I mean, but... tell me the backlash. What's going on? What's what? What are people mad about? Well, I think they think it's really fucking stupid. I, think. I had multiple right. people tell me terrible ending, and then on top of that, I've read reviews that even say like worst ending ever. So. <laughs> I just wanted to get your uh, your thoughts on that. Have you? Seen I like. No, yeah, I I liked it. I didn't love it, but I thought it was like a solid, like apocalyptic, you know, drama. Yeah, like it's a really interesting. Deal. Like it starts so Some good small. performances. Yeah. Yeah. Like it starts so. I think small. I like the the small parts of it more than the big parts. I, I, I would agree with that. I think I what I really liked about it is that it takes this huge thing like a war of the world's lev- scale level event and boils it down to the, just these two families who are stuck in a house together. And I loved that. I loved that we don't really get anything beyond their perspective because it leaves so much to the imagination and the little bits that we do see that are happening outside of their sort of secluded area that they're in are horrifying to the point that you're like, oh, holy shit. They're dealing with some drama here. They're dealing with some fucked up shit here. It, it, they're, they're like across the river from, they're in like Long Island, but not even as far out as the Hamptons, like across the river from New York City. And things are are fucking crazy over there and you just get hints and pieces and images and sounds and it's so 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 good and again it sort of plays on this idea of class 
and race and who to trust and what is right and who should be allowed to be. I don't I I I loved it. See, I think Paris watched this movie the correct way. I think a lot of the normies out there they just haven't seen enough movies, so they were uh, disappointed yeah, by the fuck those uh, jabronis. I, I the, the ending is left no Matt. Most most of the people I I've talked to about the ending in specific, I would consider normies when it comes to watching movies. The ending is left ambiguous, and for some people that doesn't work. Um, well, normies hate ambiguous endings, so for the most part, I'm not gonna. Right, like put them like all in when, a box. You know, just like when fucking um, Inception, when Inception came out, and people were like, "We don't even know if it's what is this real?" Like, like it's just, just, just like shut up, you know. I, I, and I would say that this ending is similar in that you're like, it doesn't have just like a little bow tied on the end. That's also part of why, honestly, this movie is scary. It, I was tense through the whole thing and i think like even thinking about it afterward about like what you would do in this kind of apocalyptic scenario and there's a lot of stuff that has to do with how the government reacts and certain things and the fact that it was produced by the obamas kind of freaked me out even more because i was like i feel like i bet that's probably pretty accurate and it was very scary I'm not saying, I'm just saying it was really scary. And I was like, okay, well, I've got a go bag in my car. So not to brag or anything, but. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think it's a solid pick, Matt. I think it's definitely worth watching for one of those like high profile Netflix movies starring, you know, A-list actors. That's getting talk, but, you know, it's kind of all the over the place. The performances are so... It's so definitely good. better than Bird Box. Way better. Oh, that's not the good Way better. Way better. All right. <laughs> it's a Netflix movie starring Julia well Roberts. There, <laughs> <laughs> or no, that was Sandra Bullock, not Julia Roberts. Same diff. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's a low wow, bar. Wow, wow, like, wow, like wow, playing- wow, 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 wow. Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts, not the same thing. Julia Roberts is I know, a I know. much higher thing, level. Kind of the same thing. No, Sandra, I, Bullock, I put them. Sandra Bullock doesn't give Oscar-winning performances. I'm so sorry. Whoa, that's the direction you went? Honestly, I'm probably team Sandra Bullock over team Julia Roberts. Personally. What? Oh, I don't know about that. I'd say Julia Roberts is a better actress, box. but as far as popularity, they're probably the same. I'd put them in the same bird box, I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, honest. Matt. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm. I know Haley wants to watch it, so uh, that is one that you know. I'm curious to weigh in. Hey, now. not the best endorsement, but you could do worse things with your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you just sold me, dog. I'm, I'm <laughs> cool. All right. Anything else on Leave the World Behind? I'll take that as a no. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to my number eight. Um, It's going to be May, December. Todd Haynes coming in at number eight. Um, Really found this film to be thought provoking, fun, uh, uncomfortable, 
love the performances in it. I think Natalie Portman gives one of her best performances ever in this movie. Julianne Moore, as always, is incredible in it. But Charles Melton is kind of like the standout for me. I'm kind of falling in love with that guy. I, Travis, I sent you a Instagram reel of him in the Criterion closet. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. Oh, I have not. He seems like a very cool dude. And... um yeah, it's just one of those movies that like has never Didn't send really that left. To me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know Travis likes Criterion uh, closet stuff, so oh yeah, well, I'm definitely Criterion in the closet. Criterion. <laughs> we're we're both in the Criterion closet, <laughs> or we wish. We I were, guess I'm anyway. I'm out and proud. <laughs> Y'all are in the closet, <laughs> but I I mean it's one of those movies that just like every once in a while it just pops into my head and I just remember like a scene or you just think about like the implications of the story and how it interrogates celebrity and tabloid culture. And just, it's a very rich film. It's visually incredible. Todd Haynes is that guy can do no wrong in my book. Honestly, like that guy rules. I I don't have the facts, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he shot this in like a record amount of days. Like he was given no budget basically. Unsurprised. Well, yeah, but Netflix was like, here, here's a couple mil, you know, you can hire your friends, but you're doing this on the fly. You have four days. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Literally gun to his head like, you're making this fucking movie. And God damn it, he did it. You wouldn't be able to tell by watching it. I I really love it. I'm excited to rewatch this one. I think he's he's one of our greatest working directors, Todd Haynes is, and... uh, I think it's right. It's is right he making your Mount Rush? Is he shucking it up the mountain? <laughs> he's no, he's fringe. Well, honestly, probably not. My Mount Rushmore. I love Safe and I love Carol, and I love this movie. But I still have more movies of his I need to see. I'm not a a Todd Haynes completionist by any means. Um, but I really, really enjoyed May December, so that's that's why it's here uh, at number eight. Huge. All right. My number seven is The Holdovers. I think this is a instant Christmas classic. Can't wait to watch it every year or so. I don't necessarily watch the Christmas classics every year. Um, There's a rotation, just, though. It's in the yeah, rotation. But right? you, oh, yeah. Definitely going to yeah. be in the rotation. Uh, I think this is one of the better ensemble casts of the year. Maybe not the best. We'll get to that later. Um, thought it was consistently funny. Probably the funniest movie of the year. Uh, it's kind of a difficult topic these days. I feel like movies aren't that funny anymore for whatever reason. Um And, yeah, I, I just really liked how this movie took its time and... um had like a bittersweet nature to it and um, loved how like the relationships evolved over time. The three leads are great. Uh, really felt for the three main characters, but I mostly felt for Paul Giamatti's character. He has that like classic trope or whatever where he's, it's kind of like a Christmas girl where he's a curmudgeon, but you know, over time you peel back the layers and, um, you, yeah, enemies you, to lovers. You find the the good in them, but yeah, it was just a, a joy to watch it. Um, I saw it in the theater with Chelsea a few days before 
she went into labor and um it was just a uh a great watch it was just like one of the standout viewings of the year uh real quick i will say that people who are viewing this is just like a generic like indie comedy or like a generic christmas movie are wrong and yep. um Preach. they're <laughs> they're not seeing the magic in it I, I will say it's not perfect there's a couple like story beats i'd say mainly with uh the kid's dad that i didn't necessarily love felt maybe a little tropey but i'd say mm -hmm. like at least 90 percent of the movie was hitting hard interesting I, okay. yeah i'd agree this movie while not in my top 10 definitely stood out for me I was not expecting to like it nearly as much as I did. Um, I'll say a couple of the moments felt tropey or cliche to me. And for me, it was less the dad and more um, the uh, cook and her and her son's story. Uh, mostly her story. While I felt it was interesting, it felt... Like you've seen it before? Uh, maybe. I felt like it was a little bit overly done like a little bit tacked on whereas I didn't like I like the moments with her were really good but I didn't feel like they wove into the rest of the story as well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's there's ways you could uh criticize her role in it, not necessarily the performance but just the character. But I I liked how it tied into the the main actors. Yeah, I really liked her presence in the film. And I didn't have an issue with, like, I guess she she has the least developed backstory. And I, I could, I can understand the criticism that, that her backstory might feel a little generic. I didn't feel that way, but um, the three leads are definitely... I didn't think her backstory was generic by any means. I don't know if that came across. I just felt like it was almost like we were telling two different stories and they were both really interesting, but I don't know that I don't know that they were woven in together as well as they could have been. Sure. I can see that. That makes sense. Really good performance though. I mean, she, uh, divine joy Randolph. She's, she's great. One of the best. Also the kid, she... his first movie. Holy shit. Yeah. He's really good too. Yeah. yeah that's going to be a standout. I'm going to watch, watch him for sure. But yeah, she won the Golden Globe, and she's probably the front runner for the Oscar. So we will see. Oh yeah, big things coming for Divine Joy Randolph. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, um, Paris, it's your turn. Okay, so for my number seven, already talked about it a little bit. It's How to Blow Up a Pipeline. I will say I waited till the last fucking minute to watch this movie. I, the first time I saw this trailer was a million billion years ago. I thought, damn, this seems really cool. And then the title came up, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. And I thought, oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> and I never <laughs> really... <laughs> Damn. And I never really thought about it after that. And then Matt kept hey, talking about it. Hey, don't judge a movie by its title. That's I, a lesson to learn here. I like the title. I, I don't know. I liked it. Well, okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I, 
it, 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 from a marketing perspective, it turned me off because it seems dumb. But holy shit, this movie was so much better than I was expecting. I described it to someone as like the structure. The way they do it is like the structure is like Suicide Squad, but like what it wanted to be where it's like all intros intercut with what's going on but it was so interesting and i think one of you when we were talking about it earlier said something about there's not enough in their motivations i think maybe matt you were talking about it yeah i feel like that is so wrong because the whole movie is (laughs) their motivations like that is such the meat of it and so what makes it so much more interesting is they're all coming from different backgrounds and have such different reasons for wanting to do it and they're all you can all empathize with them you know even if some are for more political or some for more personal or some are just like fuck the man you know whatever like they're all so good and then the, the twist the fucking reveal at the end oh my god i was flabbergasted i loved it the little people fighting back against the big people. Huge. Now, when you say little people, I don't. What? Do the you disenfran- mean like. The disenfranchised Paris. He means the disenfranchised. Yeah, I, I <laughs> Not feel, the little people. He means I the feel like we. Okay, okay. Figuratively. I feel like we need to clarify that. Not literally. Because <laughs> I knew what you meant. But the way it's you said it, I was like, I don't think there's any. Well, you know the saying, like the little guy fighting back against the. Yeah, the, the David versus the Goliath. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, I got what you meant. I just wanted to make sure, clarify. These are people who have been stepped on by the man, and they're fighting the man. Well, and I was trying to be more win, more correct by win. saying people instead of genderizing. <laughs> no, fuck the man. Fuck all men. <laughs> men ain't shit sorry that's a different that's a different podcast that is kind of the message of the movie fuck the man man or the man the man fuck fuck the man yes right that's what i was saying i just yeah i just took it like a couple listen you took it too far paris Ah! okay (laughs) you're silencing my voice as the only woman voice on this podcast someone will ask me was i silent or was I silenced? <laughs> and I will say the latter. You can tell. No. <laughs> Banger pick, Paris. I'm a little. Thanks, dog. A little bum that you had it higher than me. Yeah. I wanted I'm to be. I'm surprised, the, actually. I wanted yeah. to be the hero. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 <laughs> This and I'm not being Travis a hero. Like, like this isn't every year. You guys are like, you guys are like, he he. I picked this because of X, Y, Z. I slot number ten for this. I don't think about it in that way. I think about it in a totally different way. Just in what I think is my best favorite of the year. That's it. Yeah. No be. other qualms. Oh yeah. Look at you. <laughs> All right. You deleted your list five minutes before. <laughs> <laughs> but I your, your method it. is best. Your method is best. I didn't <laughs> delete it. Leatherboxed crushed me. They fucked me. Hey, it's with a conspiracy. No lube, it's and a conspiracy. I am mad about it. 
We're going to film our own how to blow up a pipeline. But The government nice. saw that you had this movie on your list and therefore deleted it. Yeah, they put you on the, the, the watch. Yeah, wait, you. wait till you list. see what else is on my list. The government <laughs> hates it. Oh All right. <clears throat> Fuck yeah. All right. No one is as radical as Paris. Moving on. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's simply not true. I'm not even the most radical person on this podcast. <laughs> Are you joking me right now? Yeah, I fucking didn't Shea Guevara over here. Too, uh, not <laughs> radical enough. <laughs> uh, killer reference. I love Got that. Him. All right. Uh, moving on to my number seven. I feel like you guys are going to think it's too low, but uh, it's it's the Yorgo. It's Poor Things coming in at number seven. A little low. A little low? Okay. Talk, yeah. talk away, Matt. Yeah. Well, I mean, we yeah. did a whole review on it, so I'm not going to say a ton about it. I will say, while I found it visually very incredible, I love the progression of Emma Stone's character. Really, all of the supporting cast is incredible. I think it's really funny. I just... It didn't really linger with me the same way that the other movies above it have. Um, that's the only reason it's not higher, but it's it's really an incredible achievement and um i just i don't know i really don't know why it didn't uh didn't land more for me but i mean it's it's at number seven and uh clearly Dorgos lanthimos is doing something right because all of his movies since the lobster outside of the favorite have been in my top 10 for the show so hell yeah dude he's doing something right but uh poor things is uh i'll call it mid for yorgos but mid for yorgos is you know it's is incredible for another director so mid um, for yorgos that's well yeah i mean i have killing of a sacred deer and uh the lobster above it but i'd probably put poor things at three of his of his filmography but um, yeah, yeah. We, we talked about this. Really liked it. Listen to the episode, um, the last episode, actually, if you're curious to hear in-depth thoughts. We had a pretty lengthy discussion on it, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there for now. I mean, I really, really like the film. One of my favorites of the year. Um, probably the best film to look at of the year. Love the miniatures and I love the color palette and. All of that stuff, but it just says it's not, uh, you know, it's not cerebral enough to crack the top five. It's not. Uh, okay, Jack, off hands in your general direction. Else, oh, you can't use the word cerebral. Oh my <laughs> god. Top five. No. Cerebral across the board. Top six, actually. <laughs> Get ready for it. Why don't you go suck your own dick, Matt? Okay. I would like, if I could, Paris. I would if I oh, could. And Matt's top like, five is so good. It's a top six. <laughs> it's kind of it kind of is. <laughs> sorry. I sorry kind I didn't mean to scream. I lost all control. It's actually funny you said that because it, it kind of is because like I would put a delineation. I would put a delineation between oh my God. what I've said so far you and what's fucking to come. Losing. Building narratives. Let's go. Alright. Oh my god. <laughs> Is it cerebral and not cerebral enough for those? Is that the delineation? 
No, no, no. It's just huge versus like big. <laughs> not as huge. It's, it's huge as in huge brain. And on the bottom, <laughs> not as cerebral. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, poor things. I'm sure, I'm, you know, fucking, of course. Huge. We'll hear more about it. But that's, that's where it landed for me, number seven. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Back to the top, Travis. Number six. My number six, Matt, I'm a bigger fan than you. My number six is May-December. Oh, shit. Okay. Directed by Todd Haynes. You love this guy. I've loved Todd Haynes ever since my first Todd Haynes safe. Rented it at the library back in the day on a whim. Knew of the guy, but didn't really know the guy safe changed my life and not to, um, not to cut you off well uh, to cut you off you know not to cut you off but to cut you off can i just say library <laughs> picks what kind of huge right like i know i don't have a ton of library picks in my life but like for whatever uh, reason library picks are kind of huge right like well i don't know why but. specifically the mercer island library that <laughs> library was huge so <laughs> yes. inviting like just clean to the point like no riffraff it was just a magical place you could just go hang out and pick up your rentals and yeah super easy but there's just something Travis, about like oh yeah i'm gonna check this out hang out yeah. at the library oh yeah <laughs> i love the mercer island library Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> <laughs> that library was huge for well it was when i was going to school so i was like mm. doing homework there and stuff but there's so many criterions in the uh, library arsenal. So, um, library. Oh, shit. Okay. Library shout out cool. Mercer Island. No, no. Just shout out. No, no. Libraries. Just King County. Yeah. 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 Libraries, dog. Libraries in general, I mean, not just I think, King I think libraries in general are cool, but I can't tell you the last time I was physically in a library. Oh, yeah. Change that. Libraries are awesome. I've definitely Video lost games? touch. Video games, but... books. Movies, they got it all. You'd be very Media? Well, now we have now we have the canopy and hoopla, which is great, and you know that falls in line with your library. Right, like card. I've definitely utilized canopy, but I don't think I've physically been in a library. It was in a long it was specifically time. Mercer Island because I lived on Mercer Island for two years, and when you live on Mercer Island, it's its own like a- area. Like, Island. You don't. Yeah, it's you don't the leave center of Mercer Island. <laughs> you don't leave the island unless you have to type deal. But the the library was conveniently located. You always went there. It was a welcoming experience. It just I don't know. It was it's some oh, compared Travis. to other libraries. Uh, but anyways, back to May December. Uh, yeah, this movie was great. It took me two times to realize that, but. Um, Great performances all around. The end ass, was it all worth it? The uh, dissection of this family? I would say no. I would also say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like the tone of this movie. I think you can read each scene different ways, and you know some people will get more or less out of each scene. Um, but yeah, I think it really is just like a dissection of a... Uh, non-traditional slash problematic marriage slash family and um natalie portman's character is the one who kind of d- hello oh travis travis 
I thought it was me for a second. But... Me too. Oh, buddy. That's what happened to me earlier. It just went dark black. So I was like, oh, no, not again. Yeah, you weren't talking when it happened, though. He got, yeah, oh, God, fuck. Fucking, oh, we lost him. Travis Paul has gone. <gasps> oh, buddy. Oh, man. Well, oh, he's coming back. He's back. Rejoining? <laughs> Is he back? Yeah, he's back. Travis. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Don't know what happened. Don't okay. know what happened. To me. It happened to me earlier. Maybe you guys might be idle for too long. You might want to like, I don't know if you guys are doing anything on your computer. But oh, I'm active. I'm, on I'm wiggling. I'm wiggling. I'm <laughs> muting, <laughs> unmuting constantly. I'm just making sure it's not constantly. Like that. Anyway, Travis, uh, mid word you drop, but I don't. Know. I don't know where I've dropped, but um, you were talking about untraditional families and scandalous families. Maybe. Yep, and how uh, Natalie Portman's character is the one who infiltrates the family and. You know, that leads into the ending. But, um, yeah, beyond, like, the weird tone of it all, um, what was I going to say? <laughs> I got, I got I thrown know. off by by the disconnect. You're doing, you're doing so good. I'm proud <laughs> you of you. got booted. We're, we're proud of you. Oh, I guess I'll just say <laughs> that there are some key scenes in the movie that uh, – that I really liked. One in particular was the scene on the roof between the father and son. Thought yep. that was one of the Oof, most like heartbreaking. Heart- heartfelt moments. Uh, just him trying to connect and um, just the weird relationship that they have due to the circumstance that they're in. Um, just, I mean, the whole family's kind of dealing with um, the uh, the elephant in the room, which might be a better term for that, but. <laughs> <laughs> the elephant being child rape or what yeah we? okay 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 just and just make- uh the implications and fallout of that uh and then another scene i really liked was the scene of the daughter trying on the dress and um just like the way it was framed and um yeah there's just like a lot of uh images of people in mirrors and stuff and yeah i think it's pretty artfully done and um yeah, I didn't I didn't dig into the production notes, but I think uh Todd Haynes was at his limits with this and uh he made the most of it. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Anything else on uh May December, Travis? Well, I think only uh Todd Haynes could do this type of movie and in a way I think he has been uh working up to this. I don't know if I would claim this as his masterpiece but i don't know if i would argue someone who did yeah it it definitely is on uh his mount rushmore of uh (laughs) as far Mm -hmm. as his work his best work i think his personal one the one that he shares with us yes periodically (laughs) as as all of our directors do yeah 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 it's on it's in the top four he'd be one of the heads well it's all his head, but May, December. No. Julianne no, Moore's no, no, mug. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman would be like a Hydra one head. Like a half. One, like one a neck, half two head. heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they yeah, would yeah. Well, Julianne Moore would take up like three of the four heads because she's in like all of his masterpieces. Oh, well, except okay. Carol. But, um, anyway. Cool. All right. Paris, you're up. What's your number six? Oh, yeah. Um... My number six, one we haven't talked about yet, it's American Fiction. Ooh, okay. 
When did yeah. you get a chance to see this? I didn't even see that you. Uh, not that I'm I the fucking saw it. Travis, well, but. you both are normally, Come on, Matt. but Matt has been truly <laughs> I saw that falling saw behind. <laughs> yeah, like normally, both of you are like, "What's up?" I saw you saw that. Like Matt, you're always texting me about. Like I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like you've just fallen off in the past month or something. Like, it's usually what? after the fact, though. Usually, I look up a movie and I see what you gave it. Like I saw that you. I hope I'm not like ruining your list but i saw you gave ruskin a five i was like what's ruskin and i looked at it and i saw that it's you gave ruskin it a ruskin with some respect oh, matt you don't even know the name it's ruskin <laughs> and furthermore he was a civil rights leader and he introduced pacifist nature to martin luther king jr and here we are the day after mlk's birthday and how and, dare you and, disrespect on the name and. of the first home out out homosexual civil rights leader who was persecuted in his own time and literally was the reason that for the washington fucking march how and dare like a, you and like a 2.9 on letterbox like what are you like what do you want me to it's say? a 3.1 matt and 3. for the record paris did recommend this a few episodes ago when we were talking about best of year end of year stuff right, i probably fucking blocked out I don't know. That's, that's probably why i looked it up i just remember looking it up and being like fuck what the fuck is this five stars that's usually my reaction. It was really I good. I really enjoyed I'm, it. It's not going to be on my top ten. Not thanks. It's not. I'm just thanks. Saying. But uh, it was really good. Anyway, that's not my number six pick. I don't know why the <laughs> fuck we're even talking about that. Ruskin. <laughs> Ruskin. It's ru- that's literally okay. I'm not going to say it, but oh, I, yeah, it's yeah. rust. I, know. I, know. I confused it with Baskin, the Turkish horror. Movie. It's great that Matt <laughs> missed. <laughs> oh, the things. Okay, so I didn't say that. I said I said American Fiction. I saw it when I was in Sacramento uh, with my cool friend Michael, and we saw it in this really like cool theater that's like similar to like the Sif Egyptian. It was cool. Anyway, um. So this movie sort of came out of left field for me. I was excited to see it, but I sort of thought, oh, it'll be one of those, pass me by, whatever, whatever. It struck me. It was surprising. It went in directions that I wasn't expecting. And um, Michael and I, the person I saw the movie with, have had this conversation a bunch about how, and, you know, grain of salt, like, I'm not the face of who should be talking about this necessarily but it's it, it is an interesting thing where it's like a, so much of what we see in like prestige movies that are about the black experience or black culture are about tragedy and about that part of black culture and michael and i often talk about how like it feels like sometimes black people aren't allowed to make movies or have movies about them that like don't explore that you know, and so yeah. that actually is touched on in this movie that explicitly is talked about. And there's a couple different viewpoints from black characters in the movie that I, I don't know. It was really, really, really interesting, poignant, good, something that I think about regularly. Like, I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. I think this one will be on my mind for a long time. And on top of being all of those things, dramatic, sad, interesting, it was also really funny really truly some parts dry some parts just laugh out loud like oh man it was it was really good 
I actually saw this one yesterday. Haley and I did a double feature uh, at the theater and saw All of Us Strangers and American Fiction. So I did squeeze it in. And I did really like it. Um, but it did come across to me a little... Some elements of the of the plot were like, um, as Travis likes to say, drama for drama's sake. There were a couple elements of the characters, like their familial history, that I was just like, this seems a little over the top. I understand what they were going for, and it made sense. In like, like how their father died? Is that what you're thinking of? No, no, I'm talking not even the father, uh, the sister. Tracy Ellis Ross. This character? Yeah, and the brother. He just happens to be going through like a midlife crisis where he's gay. Like, I get it, and I like its presence in the film and what it's exploring, but it just felt like too constructed of a story. Like, too much, like I said, drama for drama's sake all at once. I'm, I'm trying to dance around I strongly it. disagree that it's drama for drama's sake. However, I could see what you mean, and you're saying like there's too many different plot threads that it doesn't get to focus on necessarily i just well i guess more so i mean those were the least interesting elements of the movie for me the stuff that i really enjoyed was the stuff about the book like what is exploring with you know the relationship with literature black authors like the black experience what stories get attention which don't like i liked all of that stuff i liked Issa ray's character a lot actually like the way she's presented at the start of the film versus like quote unquote the real author the conversation that, that between her and our main protagonist at the end was what really sold it for me i think yeah. that was where i i what she says and what he's like it's just such interesting points that i think i'll be thinking on for a long time that was really good. Love the performances. Did not like the Wayne's World ending. <laughs> I'm, I'll leave it at that. How dare it you? Was so, no, that was so funny. <laughs> You're so wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The meta aspect of when it was playing on the drama of story and film and how we're supposed to react to that versus like how it actually ended i thought that was amazing the fact that it didn't hit for you honestly given who you are as a person makes me feel like maybe yeah. it's because it was a double feature matt like, said how dare you <laughs> no wayne's world the best comedy of all time wayne's world did like, it better truly, like, that's no, why no 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 yeah. i'm not saying no okay listen 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 linda all I'm saying is, I think that when you revisit this, you will like the ending a lot more. <clears throat> Maybe. That's Even all I'm the saying. very ending. That's all. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm I don't think. Saying. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. All right. All right. You done, Matt? It? Or Paris? Paris, yeah. Anything else you want right, to say? Right, it was my pick. I am done. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, for you done with Paris's pick? <laughs> no, for the record, good film. I like I like it a lot. Um, is it my turn? Oh shit. Yep. 
All right. Uh, my number right. six. Matt's top five. <laughs> starting yeah, starting my top five with my number six. It's Skinnamarink. Oh. Number six. Insert vomit sound here. I Jesus H. Christ, you fucking hipster. Can't fucking believe how good this movie is no stop like, it, <laughs> it's barely a movie Matt! When, I Matt! My, when i close my eyes at night i picture oh man that exactly image. exactly because there's nothing behind your eyelids no i picture <laughs> that just image static at the end that face that's barely a face it's just so perfectly okay that that face is not worth five stars bro it's worth one or two (laughs) i was so scared i was so scared dude watching this movie (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) no actually (laughs) since i was a little kid like i it like touch i don't it's a me thing i understand that most people it touched you it touched me it, in well, an impure way. <laughs> that's a part of the movie too. The more I think about it, there's an element of like child ab- abuse. Is it like, you know, were were these children abused in the home, and it's like them shutting out the outside world, and like there's there's layers, you know. Travis, you touched on it. There's layers, and. I just no. Fucking- I was referring to my list, not <laughs> the year in cinema or yeah, anything so on sorry. your list. I'm so sorry, man. So I'm so sorry. Unsettled watching this movie. I know we talked about it. I know you guys fucking hate that movie. That's fine, but I have not been able to shake it. I don't know how long ago we watched it. I don't remember six months, eight months. I don't remember how long ago we watched well, it. Like, I haven't shaken it, and it's like gotten under my skin in a way that I can't really say for a lot of other movies, especially of this ilk. And I don't know. I mean, it's not something that I can recommend to people, but it's, it touched me deeply and uh, affected me and scared me. We watched this almost a year ago and Matt left the longest review I've ever seen on Letterboxd. Like, yeah, I don't said a bunch of words on there. Like, what are we even talking Matt, about? I know this is a very personal choice, but by you putting this on your list, you've essentially lost all credibility and What? Oh I never God. I never want to hear you yuck any of my there. yum ever again. This is literally I don't even have my list <laughs> in front of me. So hard, dude. <laughs> I gave it a half star, same as Kyle. Now that I'm looking at it, this oh. is literally my worst Kyle's, movie of the fr- year. Fr- friend of the show, he actually summed it up best. He said if he closed his eyes, he would get the same experience. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why Matt, you said God. I see this movie when I close my eyes. Literally, yes. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> Okay, you guys have an opportunity to shit on me later. Okay, you know what no, I'm talking about. No, it's here. It's here now. Why would okay, why would why would we take later. another opportunity? I'm sure. Oh, there, you know I, why. it's right here. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. This is why. If anything, this was literally my worst movie of the year, Matt. There's no way you yeah, could go down from yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a whole award section later on in the show. Not to blow our fucking load. 
Okay. But oh, I that's let, why. You, you know what? Fine. Okay. I love Seemed like a movie. perfect time to shit on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I we can shit on it later, too. <laughs> like, I don't know what yeah. to tell you about Just like Matrix Resurrections, history will absolve me. All right. I'm on okay. the right side of history. This is going to be a okay. Blair Witch. This is going to be your Blair Witch of 2023. All right. No. Get on it. Sorry. It's going to be huge. Number the few people who were scared of the dark growing up that this touched, I, you know, I, I feel free. The few people. Just because you <laughs> troglodytes can't wrap your head around why. Matt, this is Matrix Resurrections has a 2.7 on Letterboxd. I don't think history has been kind to you. Yeah, troglodytes over there on Letterboxd. You guys are all fucking soft brain babies, all right? No, I was more I was more scared what was behind the shower curtain than I was of uh, what's what's in the dark. And that's the beauty of skin and marink. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, I, I'm tired of getting shit on. All right, I was I I'm I've I mean you knew it was coming. Come took a lot of courage to come here today and talk about skin and marink as my as my top five number six pick of the year. Oh please! You wore it with the badge of honor. Wait, wait, you wait, were wait, so wait, proud wait, 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 wait. to have it. You said it your, your top list. five number six pick. Of yes. <laughs> okay. So unless you want to shit on me more and you're not going to save it for later, I think that's it for my number six. So unless anyone, you do you, Matt. Rest. I had in, I had Infinity Pool. Thought about putting Saltburn. You know, we all have our our niches. You guys, I know we're about to take a break, but like, holy shit, we've been recording for two hours. I tried to tell you guys, but what? are I we actually taking just a fine. break or are we actually? Uh, I mean, well, I don't need to. So it's not a break per se. So those are the top five of the top 10. We need to power through. Before we get into the, into the well, top five as in 10 through That six. was six through 10. Before we get into the five through one, we're going to take a brief break to get into listener submissions uh, that we received for their favorite films of the year. Um, Paris, why don't you uh, kick things off? I hear you have a couple uh, Me? people who reached out. I mean, you don't have to go first, I suppose. <laughs> One yeah. of us can yeah. go first. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, okay. So, shout out to Sean, friend of the show, movie buff. Um, he did not give me his favorite favorite, just his top uh, two, three, four, four. He liked Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, spider-man and past lives um he said uh i think there are about 15 other movies that were below those and still awesome but he gave me a great sum up of the year that i wanted to share with y'all he said a24 is a must watch production now cemented itself as for real feels like they don't miss on stories with quote modern voices a lot of big name directors made some big time movies and with ridley scott as the exception they were all awesome it feels like movies are back and it's being and it's great being in crowded theaters again, but people need to get it together and not be assholes while watching. Ha ha. The ha ha was an editor's note. He sent like a crying laughing face. Um. <laughs> That's how you verbalize it on a podcast. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> crying laughing face. Hell yeah. I like those four films as well. That's the killer submission um 
I can go. Um, my fiance Haley gave me her top five films of the year. Where did I go? She gave me. She literally gave it to me on a on a sticky note. Oh, here it is. <laughs> um, so in order. Yeah, she ranked them. Yeah, she's nice. not a coward. You guys know Haley. She's not a coward. She ranked them. <laughs> she knows what's up. Um, so her number five film was Anatomy of a Fall. Number oh, yeah. four, Rye Lane. Number three, Ooh. Paris. You're gonna love this one. Joyride coming in huge. at number three. Uh, love that incredible, for her. Incredible comedy. Huge. Pussy uh, tats all day, baby. All day. Yeah. Number two, All of Us Strangers. And number one, The Holdovers. Wow. Haley's favorite film of the Matt, year. she fucking loves you, dude. That is wild. It's a match made in heaven, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, thank you, Haley. She doesn't fucking listen to the show, but thank you <laughs> for your submission. <laughs> oh, Our hordes damn. of listeners will hear your uh, They'll be like, damn, Matt's fiance knows what's up. Um, yeah i'll give uh two top fives real quick uh this is from friends michael and chanel two of my uh dear friends that are in a relationship together uh michael's top five i don't know if this is in order or not i'm gonna read from the bottom to top but i again i don't think the order matters tmnt mutant mayhem Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, John Wick 4, Tetris, Blackberry. Does this guy work at IGN? I don't know. No, He's <laughs> obsessed with biopics and nostalgia. This is a wild, I love this a list. wild list. What's the last pick? Oh, it was, it was Blackberry. So TMNT, Spider-Man, John Wick, Tetris, and Blackberry. Oh, I don't think you said Spider-Man. Or if, so if I would know. say, okay, correct me if I'm wrong and no no shitting on your friend, but are there any original properties in there? Mm, not necessarily. I mean, he I is... Say no. I'd love that for him, though. is a gamer. That. So that explains maybe the Tetris and maybe TMNT and Spider-Man. I don't know. I mean, those He's movies a, are all awesome. I love those picks. For the record, uh, I love those picks. I, I prefer Chanel's list. Uh, Chanel's list here in no particular order, although I will read from the bottom to top. The Holdovers, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Past Lives, Blackberry, and Oppenheimer. Huge top five right there. Okay. I uh, My friend Michael, again, shout out Michael, who I talked about earlier, <clears throat> who we went and saw American Fiction together. He is one of my favorite people to talk about movies with present company excluded of course um of course <laughs> yeah obviously his top two are spider-man across the spider-verse and american fiction and i asked him wow. if he had any thoughts on the year in general and he said uh so big big thoughts <laughs> is that it yeah he he just said uh <laughs> <Didn't elaborate>. <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> Yes, right. I do have big thoughts and sentence. Okay. <laughs> so he liked American fiction that much too, I guess. He liked it enough minute. that when we saw it together, that was his second time seeing it. Damn. Oh, wow. shit. Yeah. Man, this guy loves American fiction. Yeah. Is your it's friend actually like Jeffrey top... Wright? 
Uh, <laughs> is that his pen name? Is that his... Uh... He's not... Okay, interesting. He's not... I would say, no offense to Jeffrey Wright, but Michael is definitely hotter than Jeffrey Wright, for sure. Well, agree to disagree. I mean, not I to blow Michael's load or anything, but my old friends used to call him Hot Michael. So Interesting. Well, Jeffrey Wright is a babe beefcake beautiful that's what i'm saying you, you take you take jeffrey right getting hotter okay listen go. i'm gonna need i'm gonna need uh pictures to girl i will send you some pictures okay. Okay. Um, michael if you're listening watch out he... <laughs> <laughs> you have a new fan his name is matthew <laughs> well we'll see the, ver- the verdict's not out yet but... no 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 um, you will um <laughs> Uh, and then also, uh, my favorite cousin's favorite kid. No, hopefully, I think he's the only one that listens to this. Uh, Nathaniel, he is 15. How old is this kid? Okay, great. He's 15. He's going, he has taking film classes in his high school. He's trying oh, to be a he's director. My he's my yeah, favorite person. Yeah, <laughs> he like watches all these YouTubes. He tries to see as many movies yes. for years as he can. While I was down there, he was just going to the theater by himself. He was having his grandma and my aunt drop him off. This kid is super oh, cool. Cooler my than hero. any of us will ever Literally be. Literally my hero. <laughs> We're going to be hearing from him in a few years because he's going to be directing the shit out of something. Um, yeah, so his name is Nathaniel. Shout out Nathaniel. He he said he thought it was a pretty good year and that Spider-Man was his favorite because it had a really cool animation style. And his top five favorites were Across the Spider-Verse, Wonderful World of Henry Sugar, Godzilla Minus One, Past Lives, and Barbie. Nice. Pretty good list. Yeah, I would imagine if any of us were trying to make a list at 15 years old, there's no way it would be that good. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Well, speak for yourself. Oh, Matt, yeah, of course. <laughs> Matt, you get out of your own asshole, okay? Like, Jesus. My favorite movie at that age was The Fountain, all right? So. What a hero. I was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna you were a big old fucking nerdy dick, virgin, but... okay? Nobody cares. Well, you're not wrong, but that was... All right. Uh, okay. uh, I have uh, my wife's top 10 ranked <laughs> in order. She and your baby mama. 10. Oh, shit. You gotta tell, I got to yep. tell Haley that she got showed up. She sure did. I held the gun to Chelsea's head as she formed this list. Six through ten, go. Oh no! Oh no! She said, "I only have five. (laughs) She knows the rules. All right. Number ten, Priscilla. Number nine, Across the Spider Verse. Number eight, John Wick Chapter Four. Oh yes. Number seven, Matt, your favorite, Saltburn. Oh yeah. Huge. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. She was here for the dong. Number six, Rylane. <laughs> Number yeah. five, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Arguably not get enough love this year. Arguably didn't even watch it. I will say that as I, I'm a Marvel head and I thought it was third. I think I think they go in order of quality first, second, third of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I would agree, but the Guardians movies are great all around best 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 of the mcu usually yeah for sure yeah number four oppenheimer number three the holdovers number two barbie and number one past lives 
Huge. Until wait, 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 wait. Life-changing movie, man. Wait, 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 wait. Travis, do you think, and this is a question that you don't have to answer, do you think if you were the husband in that movie that you would be able to react as calm, cool, collected cucumber as he did go? Of course. Fucking. Of course, you <laughs> coward. There's no fucking no, no way. way. Absolutely not. Are There's you no joking way. me? Part Given the, the circumstances, like, no oh way. yeah, no I'm mature way. enough. Oh, Someone yeah. from Chelsea's past comes out and she's like, "I'm in love with this man from my childhood." Basically, and look, it's complicated. Hot. It's complicated. And he's way right? hotter than you. <laughs> I'd be on the couch playing PlayStation, trying to figure this whole thing out. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I know. That's, it's a good really movie. you it's really really movie. really think that like all honesty oh yeah i'm i'm the I, villain in i know story. there's no i know that there's no way i know there's no way matt matt would be matt would be up in arms matt would be sobbing constantly why no, don't you love no, me no, anymore okay okay okay, <laughs> okay. no uh but <laughs> okay that's accurate Not, no one part of the reason <laughs> Part of the reason why I don't adore that movie is I think he's a little too perfect. You know what I mean? Like, no, Matt. No perfect. way. Homeboy is too perfect. Because he's not a stereotype like in every other movie no, you've you seen. Can, yeah, I love that because Being of not that. A and not uh, you know what I mean? No. Sure. John but Magaro. he wasn't. He was perfect. He wasn't a stereotype. Yeah, he was a fucking I mean know, fairy tale fucking man He was a little face. jealous. Let's be real. He was a little jealous. He was just He was very jealous. He just to take it. He was emotionally know. mature, unlike you two jabronis. Exactly. Whoa. And and me too and me too jabroni. There's no way if I if my wife came to me and was like the love of my life is here. I'm going to go spend many days with him. I wouldn't just be like, okay. I'd be like, no, don't do that. I'll kill myself. You know, like we all have our flaws. This this podcast. That was a joke, you guys. Wow. Okay. Oh, I know it's a joke. <laughs> this this podcast. Honestly, this podcast is going to be my Joker moment. Like if you guys keep bringing up the fucking Wait, You're going to kill yourself? Thing, <laughs> I'm just... You're gonna no. execute Travis yourself. Travis keeps bringing up past lives. Joker. Travis Nobody keeps sh- bringing up kills past Robert lies. De Niro on air. <laughs> I'm just. This is my Joker moment. If you guys keep pushing me on this past lives thing, what? I what know are you, you gonna think do, I Matt? should love it, but Matt, what are you gonna do? Mark my words, sorry. What are you gonna do? This is a threat. Explicitly. Nothing. It is a baseless threat. <laughs> you only say that because you know me. But this is the, this is the threat. You only say I'm that because it's true. Explicitly, this is a threat. You only say that because right? you know me. Literally, yes, exactly. That's how I know it's real. That's so fucking funny. All right, all right. Oh, all right, all right. little Matt. It's nice okay. little intermission. Thank it's you for okay. all the submissions. Is, do we have any other submissions? I have one last submission. Beautiful. Okay, so y'all may remember many, many moons ago, I was seeing a person. We went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3 together. Many moons. They oh, yeah. okay, sorry. fell asleep. I mean, yeah. They tried to get 
horny and I was like, I'm trying to watch this movie. Oh, and yeah. then <laughs> they yeah. fell asleep. Yes. <laughs> and I said, and I asked them, what is your favorite movie of this year? And they, yes. Oh, my God. And they, and they said Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, it was a troll pick because they were like, I don't really watch that many movies this year, but... That was their favorite movie of the year that they if watched. If that guy was John Magaro in Past Lives, would have been a better movie. Is all I'm saying. What? Because no. that sounds like a guy to me. And I love that. That's so okay. funny. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a guy to me. Okay. That was like not an astute. Like, and? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Okay. You sound like a guy to me. Like, what do you even fucking mean? Oh, man. That's awesome. I, okay. It was a guy. It wasn't a woman or a non That a bit, person. though? We knew. We knew. Uh, I mean, you were seeing Guardians of the Galaxy. We knew. We knew, Paris. No, you're right. <laughs> you sound you sound your silence indicates you want to say something about that, but I I'm not wrong. I I I you are sexist. That's all I'm gonna say about that. This Marvel heads, ninety percent men, and I no longer include myself. This in human category. being that I was talking about, not a Marvel head. If anything, I'm the Marvel head. A normie. Oh, for sure a normie. Did I mention they they haven't seen very many movies this year? There's a crossover. Men and normies, that's 90% of the population. I know men are only like what? 8% of the population. Matt, stop all you're behind. Come on. 90% of the population. I, all I wanted to say this was as a quick bit, a joke. I mean, it, it's it's true, but I just wanted to do it as a one-off and you're, you're dragging like it bit. on its heels. So On its heels? You mean it's uh, New Balance uh, shoes? This person does not wear New Balance shoes. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. They're very stylish. I don't know what normie boys wear. He's not normie or a boy. I thought you confirmed confirmed both of those things. He's a guy, not a boy. He's he's a a man. A full-grown man. Quite a bit older than all of us. I've said too much. We, we now go. know. I now know where he lives. I know his name, and I have his social security <laughs> number. Oh no! <laughs> Just based oh, no. on those context oh, no. clues. I um, will not say anything more. <laughs> cool, sweet little intermission, guys. Do we have any other uh, submissions from uh, listeners and/or friends and/or family before we continue? No, not for me. Cool. Okay. Well, let's move All right. on. My number five. Let's hear it. Number five. My number five has already been said. It is Skinnerine. Thank you. Things. Ah, damn it. And um, yeah, I think we all love this movie. I think we all gave it five stars. Yeah. The only one. The only movie. That Dude. We all yeah. Gave five stars. Yeah. To. Yeah. Yeah. It's our consensus uh, pick. When your biggest complaint is there's too much sex in your movie, you're doing pretty good in my oh, book. You guys are <laughs> wrong, by the way, but we're not going to rehash. Putting the hey, raw the, in wrong, let me tell you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I myself, as long as, as well as everyone else, loves being in uh, Yorgos's world. And uh, 
I think the dude is, uh, if he's not there yet, he's uh, treading auto five status, which a uh, few directors achieve. Oh, yeah, baby. The ceiling is high. The floor but, is high. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I still haven't seen Alps, but everything since Dogtooth minus Alps is a banger. Bangers I mean, he only. is, he is nearly Literally. the definition of bangers only. Uh, yeah, love the way it looks. Uh, love the design of the set. Love the costumes. Great performances all around. Uh, it's just like a bizarre, wacky coming of age tale. Um, very excited to rewatch it. Putting the cum in coming of age. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we've talked about it before and we'll talk about it again. But Emma Stone's performance is itch. <laughs> we will talk about it again. Very nice. That's okay. it. Okay. Number five. My number Very. five is Poor Things. Oh, hell wow. yeah. Locks. Not up. only this is it our only account. consensus pick on the podcast, Travis and I were in sync, Backstreet Boys, on this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's not much more I can say. We've talked this thing to death. <laughs> Uh, but all I will say is that it's fucking amazing. Your ghost is the goat. And what can I say other than I was very happy to see poor things. Beautiful. Cool. Okay. Well, that's three. That's probably going to be the only. Well, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. So, Matt, that was your six, right? And then our fives? Uh, or no, six was Skin Marine. Six. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, poor things with seven, but yeah, we're pretty, you know. Yeah. So far, that's the only list. one we've all had on our list, right? Yeah, we've all had a lot yeah. of different picks. I think so the lot, the top four for me are going to be uh, consistent. We're all going to have these. Not, not me. Mm, I, no. I know how you feel about uh, some. Matt's of my a picks. hero. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Wait, really? I think well, three of my four you've got to have on yours. Like, I would no, be shooketh. You might be surprised, but... I better not be. <laughs> well, you might be. Let's find out. Uh, so my number five, uh, it took a rewatch, but coming in at number five, Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. Uh, my number five film of the year. Really liked it on the first watch, but... When I watched it a second time at home, on Blu-ray, by myself, it sung. Oh, look at you. You had it I, on physical? Oh, yeah. Haley bought it for me for... Uh, well, Matt, you're going to have to sing its praises because I didn't hear it when we reviewed it. So I know. I know. When we reviewed it, I did give it a four and a half, but it probably sounded more like probably four, I don't know, four stars probably. But yeah. every, everything, everything clicked on the rewatch. Like, to me, this is the seminal, like, COVID, like, Top tier Wes Anderson? That too. But just, like, post-COVID, well, I mean, let's be real, we're not post-COVID. But, you know, post-isolation era of COVID, like, this is the seminal movie that kind of encapsulates encapsulates the feeling of 
isolation and community at the same time. Like it's both of those things at the same time. It's really funny. And I love the meta aspect of the screenplay. I know Wes Anderson has done that before. People have called it, you know, tropey and it's Wes Anderson treading the same territory, but everything about what he does in this movie, as far as the actual like narrative of the film compared to the meta narrative. So essentially the black and white versus the color uh, stories that are taking place in the same film. Everything about it worked for me on a rewatch. Everything from the performances to the themes of uh, struggling with understanding, like finding meaning in the work that you do in the world at large, finding your place, finding your people, like all of that just came together in the perfect Wes Anderson mishmash of like colorful landscapes and idiosyncratic characters. I understand that people feel like it's just Wes Anderson treading familiar territory, but for me, this is what he's been building toward. Like this is (laughs) everything that like his, uh, his oove, his filmography has been building toward the only movies I would put above it in his filmography would be Royal Tenenbaums, which is in my top 100 and Rushmore, which may or not be in my top 100. I can't remember, but anyway, I think it's one of his absolute best films. I think the climax of the film, the scene that they have where they, they break out of the, um, the play narrative and they go into the black and white narrative where it's like the meta play where Jason Schwartzman character approaches the director who's played by Adrian Brody, where he asks a question about the character's motivation and like, what does it all mean? And he basically just says, it doesn't matter. Just keep going, you know? And then he steps outside and he has that incredible scene with Margot Robbie's character where they have the back and forth, uh, which is probably my favorite scene of the year. If I'm being honest, like above everything else i just i adore everything about this movie and i've always kind of been a wes anderson stan but this solidifies it and i think it's one of his one of his greatest and it's also really funny like it it just struck me how funny this movie is on a rewatch and uh i loved it you know i i I have no positive things to say you're on record as a wes anderson Absolutely. absolutely i'm not for the record i am not I, I am, love and I love that title, and I will be claiming it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I absolutely loved it. So, Asteroid City, number five. All right, Travis, you're number four. Paris gave her number five? Yeah. It, it was, was yours. Um, yeah, poor Oh, thing. yeah, yeah. Okay, kinda, yeah. Kind of tag team right. a little bit. Right, 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 right. Okay. My number four, this is one of my surprises. This is the Unlogged Theater Watch. Any guesses? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'll um, give you each a guess. Nice All one. of us strangers. <laughs> Matt, do you Matt, have a real guess? Say? That's a 2024 release. What Let's did he be say? Real. How, Matt, what did okay. you say? Can I have a hint? What did you say? Nights Wind. He, he said Nights Wind. That's a 2024 movie. Was no, it? Matt, I'm not oh, giving you a hint. The, well, the hint... Can, can I re- can I tell you what the hint I'm requesting is? Sure. How recently did you watch it? 
with within the month. Okay. Okay. Um, somewhere we'll be strangers or whatever the fuck I said before. Wrong. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Boys in the boat. Come on. <laughs> Talk real. about a normie pick. If yeah. Travis had that on his top 10, I would be like, yeah, okay, you've gone busy. too far. I'm you're not a, a father now. of four. You're, yeah, you're a fucking, dad now. I'm a new dad. Yeah, this, is, this has gone too far. We can't have this. All right, enough suspense. What is it? All right. What's your number? What's it, your number for? Now, and I feel a little guilty for not logging this because had I, you had I logged it and sang its praises, it could have pushed... At least Matt to go see it. Paris has oh, already seen it. Oh man, Paris has already seen Shit. it. Enough with the preamble. It is Godzilla minus one. Oh Talk damn! Talk about Whoa. you. You're so cringe. You're fucking Holy hiding letterbox rating of Godzilla Holy minus one. No, Travis, I'm here for the glitz. I'm here for the glamour. I'm here for the theatrics. Come I on, love man. that for you. Come on. Travis, I love this for you. I don't think this is going to be one in the future that's necessarily future proof. Oh, but I love pl- this for you. I commend it. Please. I love this for you. <laughs> you did not just child please me, okay? <laughs> I did. I did. Now, Matt. I'm a little embarrassed, I already said, but it's your fault. You know, you had every chance to go see this movie. That's why you didn't log it. And <laughs> every chance, all right. You know, and you know what? what? going on in my life, but it's that probably time. not cerebral enough for your life. Oh, my God, dude. I had fucking COVID <laughs> when this movie was playing here, all cerebral. right? What do you want me to do? I want Come you on. to cut your top five down to an actual top five. <laughs> no, it's a top. It's a top. All right, Godzilla minus one was everything I was looking for when I was lost constructing this list about a week or two ago. This movie found me in a spot on my list. How'd you Whoa. see it that late? Okay, I'm still playing okay. that late. Uh yeah, it was. I mean, I think it's still playing. Like maybe one showtime. Yeah, a Matt, day. you're like, oh, I had COVID. You haven't had COVID for eight months, dude. Get God over him. it. Well, listen, all I know is my own fucking theater. I don't have one. All right. Okay, Matt. If you would have seen, for a while. if you would have seen me giving this movie five stars two weeks ago, would you prioritize it? I wouldn't have had an opportunity to see. There's it. There's no fucking way. I only would have said theater here. Travis, you're crazy. Well, and he would have no, fucked no, off. I would, you know, then I don't feel bad. It was no longer no to. longer embarrassed. Anyways, I didn't really have an intention of seeing this, but it was getting crazy praise, and I was I was looking for a couple more movies to you know catapult themselves into the top ten, and this was one of them. This is a perfect monster movie. It is my favorite Godzilla movie, and I did actually do my Godzilla homework after I saw this. You watched Shin Godzilla? I did. I watched Shin Godzilla. I watched the original Godzilla. And I rewatched Gareth Edwards' 2014 Godzilla. I'm hiding all of those logs because I did not want to (laughs) give any inclination that I saw this movie. But this is the best Godzilla movie. Love the way it looked. It used uh, most of its budget. It's like a $15 million 
budget and um definitely didn't feel like fifteen dollars or fifteen million dollars. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> no, it feels huge. I'm I'm shocked at how low that budget uh, is what you're saying. Love the way Godzilla looked. Uh he is a thick boy in this one and uh he's super slow, which makes sense, but uh he's very powerful and um his little charge up fire beam thing is also rad in this movie. It uh honestly it just Think think of your favorite best Godzilla movies moments, and this movie does it better. Uh, it's reminiscent of Steven Spielberg, you know, Jaws, Jurassic Park. There's even a little Dunkirk in there for uh, the super fans. Oh my God. You, you're <laughs> now you're just movie. dunking on Matt right now, God. Dunkirking on Matt, <laughs> and. Uh, absolutely loved the ending the ending was just this crescendo of like blockbuster magic love the way it was set up love the way it was executed it might be a little like sentimental or a little like uh what is it called convenient or like matt you know, will definitely too, cry in this movie for sure too a little too easily wrapped up but like <laughs> Honestly, I cannot praise this enough. I know we've seen plenty of Godzilla movies in, in our day, but this is the one. The anti-war message, the main character's whole arc, it is huge. <laughs> Absolutely huge. Godzilla minus one. Deserves all the hype and praise. Damn, Love it. You know, I did have an opportunity to see it. But it was playing at 10 o'clock on a weeknight, and Oof. I didn't pull the trigger on it. So that's my fault, I guess. Well, Matt, I'm excited for you to catch up with it. Um, obviously, it's better to see it in a theater, but I think it'll still rock your uh, home theater. Okay. I will. I do plan on catching up with it, so I'll have to report back with that one. I want a full report. <laughs> cool. All right. That's Travis's number four. Paris, what's your number four? My number four, fucking huge, but was afraid. Oh, snap. So here's the thing about but was afraid in that I have not stopped thinking about it since I saw it fairly early on in the year. And it just, it has so much to explore and was such a difficult watch at the same time, as as all of Ari Aster's films are truly, that I cannot wait for the rewatch. And I also know that that will be happening no time soon. It stressed me out to the point where I was the one with anxiety, because I am the one with anxiety. When I moved into my new apartment, I was pretty like, feeling away about it and i i don't think i told you guys this i kept wanting to bring it up but i was like that whole first bit and bo was afraid with his apartment that's how i felt i felt my apartment (laughs) for sure i was like everyone is trying to murder me my i'm gonna get like i can't leave my door i'm gonna get my suitcase stolen people are gonna start living in my house i won't be able to get to my mom's funeral like i truly and deeply cannot describe to you how much this movie affected me positively and negatively and it just i can't stop thinking about it it's beautiful 
The acting in it is absolutely insane. Joaquin's performance is out of this fucking world. I don't know what it says about me that he will never not be attractive to me, even in this where he's old and wimpy and slimy and like has <laughs> balls the size pitiful. of basketballs. <laughs> like just, I just, oh, the man can do no wrong truly and deeply. And this movie shocked me. It shook me. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie's horny in all the worst ways. And for that, <laughs> for that, I love it. I love it. I fucking love this movie. Awesome. Uh, I will say that I didn't really like it on first watch, but I did really like it on rewatch. And um, it actually made my top 15. Cool. So I am a fan of Bo's Afraid. And. I will say, I don't know if this is the best time to bring it up, but um, I'll just be completely transparent. And um, sometimes I have an issue in the theater. I don't know if it is just like my attention span or like my restless leg syndrome. There are times where I'm just like, doesn't matter what the movie is, I'm checking out because I'm like not comfortable, not in the right headset or mood or whatever. But yeah, um, totally. Rewatching this at home, loved it, and um, I'm not trying to discredit the theater experience too much because I think there's a time and place for that, and I don't want it to go away. But uh, I am finding that I prefer watching stuff at home. Don't know depends if I was supposed the, to divulge those though, secrets right? uh, now or later, but <laughs> <laughs> watching it at home sometimes can be a blessing. For sure. It kind of depends on the movie, though, right? I mean, I have it to does. imagine you agree, right? Like, it does. It I does. will yeah. say that Sif has started doing these showings that have closed captioning. So, subtitles. And my God, I was like, this is how I wanted to go see movies in real life. Like, if, if all movies in the theater had subtitles, bim, bam, boom, you gal. Like, there would be no stopping theaters, I think. I I'm I'm with you because I I watch movies at home with subtitles on because of Haley, and I do enjoy it. But I do have to say, if the sound is loud enough and the mix is good, I I do prefer no subtitles. Definitely. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm not always subtitle guy. I but can't do it. it. I don't yeah, care if the mix it, is. It kind of depends. It's like. It's like I can't hear without them now, truly. Like, I tried to watch something the other day without subtitles, and I thought I was, I, I was like, I can't. I physically yeah, my can't hear, watch this. My hearing so is terrible. Home, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but oftentimes in the theaters, the part of why I check out is because I can't hear all of the words. And so I'm like, okay, well, I don't necessarily know what they're saying so i'm not 100 percent there so you know yeah. like i i think that the theater experience is amazing i don't want it to go away for the amount that i shit on killers of the flower moon i think that if i was able to see it at home with plenty of knowing how long it is and intermissions i probably will like it more on a rewatch yeah i will say spoilers for my list i rewatched killers of the flower moon it is not in the top 10 
and it did actually go down, but I feel like I liked it more on rewatch at home. <laughs> if that makes any you sense. Motherfucker. No, it does. It does. No, it does. Because you guys were both giving it way too much hype. Way too much hype. I think you were being realistic in your enjoyment. Like Matt, it is it is sniffing the top ten. It's like it's right there. I just Not good enough. I could be a, you know, that's like one of my, we'll get to it later, but that might be a movie I feel like a coward for leaving it off, but, mm-hmm. you know, I feel, I feel fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 <laughs> History the, will tell. For the moment. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, uh, real quick, back to Bo's Afraid. Yeah. Um, really like it. I, I really like everything he is injecting into the movie. I do think the first hour is best. When it gets to the play part it does still lose me even at home a bit but then the ending does bring me back some so i don't think it's necessarily like a perfect movie and part of the i I was thinking about slotting it at the 10 spot but i knew at least one of you would have it on your list so that's why i went a different direction um but yeah i do appreciate it a lot and um just how he's kind of throwing everything at the screen but I, I don't think it's quite a like perfect movie or like a masterpiece. You could you could go masterpiece. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's a big fat cummy masterpiece. Let, let's just let's just say bloody, cummy, grimy, duck buttery. Just... <laughs> Killer call, killer call forward. I was gonna say call it back. Yeah, I was like, killer call uh, forward. I, I have lots of thoughts and feelings. Uh, uh. Very nice. Okay, Paris. Any other thoughts on uh, Boa's frame? Um, I have one more thought, and that, like I said about the rewatch, I think that even thinking back to this movie, the world building that it does is so oh, you're gonna love the rewatch massive that i <laughs> no, that I, honestly I am even in like the, the first rewatch. like few minutes you're like holy shit yeah but i just it was such it is also such a such a it's so intense for me mentally that i think it'll be a while before i rewatch but i also know i i already know i'm pre-watching the rewatch at a 5.5 5, and that doesn't oh, yeah. even exist so but in spirit it does i know what you mean with some juice it's a five star with some juice you know a if by juice bing, you mean come then yes well that's what i meant absolutely <laughs> i don't like I it being know. called juice but yes <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah all right um okay ah. my number four uh i saw it yesterday it is Andrew Haig's All of Us Strangers coming in. No number fucking four. way. Now, Paris, I know you sent a text and you were like, oh, my fucking God, have you guys seen this movie? All caps. I'm, I'm questioning the context now that you now that you say that. But um, yeah, I did not I, want to give anything away. And I did hide my star rating for a long, long time until uh, 10 minutes ago. In fact, <laughs> well, so oh, I maybe gotta go, I got to go look at it. Maybe now's your time, uh, <laughs> but before your time, it's my time. It's my number four pick. So let me let me just speak a little bit about all of us strangers. So, I it was on my radar. I didn't think I would get a chance to watch it before we recorded, but 
thankfully it started playing at the local regal chain in my town and Haley and i saw it yesterday as part of a double feature and it's one of those movies like i i know paul mescal is in both and I do prefer After Sun, I will say, but I will compare it to After Sun in the sense of, like, it's a movie that, like, the more I thought about it, the more it grew on me. And I don't know if I've ever seen anything really quite like this. Like, it's it's a romantic fantasy drama. I don't know if I really knew what I was getting into when I saw this movie, like I, I had seen the trailer for it, but I don't know if I really knew what I was seeing. And I was confused at first, but once I realized what the movie was going for, I, I found it to be moving. I found it to be like quite provocative in the ideas that it was proposing and kind of like kind of bittersweet and kind of cynical on its view of like of love and relationships. And I honestly think past lives is a perfect like comparison to this movie in the sense that they're kind of both dealing with alternate realities, like a what if situation. They take very different approaches, obviously, but I much, much prefer all of us strangers and the approach that it takes. And I know, I, yeah, I, I saw that coming. But <laughs> I, um, I just, I don't know. I haven't stopped thinking about this movie. I know I only saw it yesterday, but it's not without flaws. I mean, there are things that I could potentially point to. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that yeah. works for me. No but flaws. I honestly, <laughs> I don't. Uh, think so. We're gonna talk about some flaws. Okay, okay, okay. I'm you, excited. I'll, to hear, I'll, I'm I'll, excited I'll let to you finish, but uh. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. But I, I, I found it to be very moving, and I love the idea of like. I think what I most like about this movie is it has the balls to take a perspective that is. 95% fantasy. It is like the things that you can actually grasp on and point to as truth are very limited. And I think it's probably debatable what you can actually point to as truth. And I think that's part of the magic of the movie, but it moved me. I thought it was a beautiful love story, but very bittersweet, very cynical. I, my reading of the film is very cynical um, while also being very like optimistic and beautiful. And I think it can be all of those things. And I am still kind of wrestling with my opinions on this movie, but uh, it, it, it had to be high on the list because I haven't thought about a movie as much as all of the strangers um, this year. Like it's probably outside of maybe skin and and, I don't know. Asteroid City, maybe like it's the one that I, I granted. I just saw it yesterday, but, you know, it's it's something that I'm wrestling with and I find very <laughs> provocative and interesting and uh, beautiful. I, I, re I really liked it. We'll see what happens as time passes. But I had to slot it in at number four. Let me get in here real quick before you go. Please, by all means. Uh. 
I saw this yesterday as well, and uh, it actually fell right outside of my top 10. It's it's in the top 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, had it in this 10 slot for a good moment, and the main reason for it was because of the very end. I fucking loved the very end of it without spoiling it. So my, some people okay. might find it cringe or like <laughs> stupid, but maybe that... That like shot or just the construction of it really, really sang to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, okay, so I definitely think this movie has room to grow. Part of the issue with it is I suck at trying to decipher accents. And so there were like a few key lines that I just could not understand because of the thick accents. I had the same issue with watching The Witch in the theater. I did not like The Witch when I saw it in the theater because I could not understand a lick of what anyone was saying. But upon rewatch, it is like one of my favorite movies. Not saying I will have that same revelation with this movie necessarily, but I will say that was an issue while seeing it in the theater. And then I don't know if I loved the like, end before the very end and then also i just don't know if like the uh the like high concept really worked for me and part of it might just be because i can't necessarily relate um i will say i have a like i don't really have the best relationship with my parents but not necessarily in a bad way it's just like we're not super close so I feel like in that sense, I'm kind of at a distance with this movie. And then also I'm not a gay person, which I feel like is very like of this movie. Plot and, twist. Well, it's a very, no, I'm just saying it's a very important <laughs> aspect of this movie and it like adds to his feeling of loneliness. And I feel like, every, you know, everyone, it's like a universal feeling, but I think the added element of him being gay makes it a little more unique and so for that reason i didn't necessarily relate on that level i did relate to that character on some level so yeah i'm still thinking about it uh could not bring myself to put it in the top 10 but it was uh this movie was flirting with the top 10 just like paul mescal's character was at the beginning of this movie (laughs) and i I shut the door on this movie, Absolutely. just like Andrew Scott. <laughs> well, I love this. Okay, beautiful. Best review of the show. Thank you, Travis. That was right, that Paris. was a that was a beautiful turn of words. I will say, to this movie's credit, ninety percent of the movie, I was hook, line, and sinker. I was here for it. I loved it i was crying i thought it was so beautiful and i loved how it was ambiguous as to whether you know is it is it he's writing it or is it all in his head or is it really happening or you know he's, he's sorry did you say right writing it or writing right, it right writing it like physically <laughs> like script writing he was writing it too 
Was he or was he being ridden? I can't quite. He was. He was both. He was both. He was bottoming. He was topping. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was versing for sure. They did because when Paul Mescal said both, I was like, "Damn, we're in for a wild ride." Yeah, they were for sure verse, which is, to my knowledge, uncommon in Seattle. That's I'll put it at that. Um. All okay. I'm going to do a very quick spoiler. So for anyone that hasn't seen All of Us Strangers, skip the next whatever the fuck a little bit. Matt, right? I'm going to say I'm going to take a I'm going to take a note. Skip uh, however long I say the note is because I think. Okay. So check the show notes. Yeah. Skip what Matt says. I fucking hated the end. When you find out that Paul Mescal has been dead the whole time, it is actively insane. It's just six sense. It makes no sense. It makes everything else in the movie trash. And it's like, oh, okay, so he took ghost ketamine. Oh, okay, so he had ghost come on him. It it is so fucking idiotic and oh okay i guess paul like his parents knew that they were ghosts and then it makes everything so literal and it's like okay so his parents knew they were ghosts but paul mescal doesn't know he's ghost he's walking into his fucking apartment like it's so actively idiotic it's just gay sixth sense and for that i hate this fucking movie oh my god gay sixth sense (laughs) i love that but no (laughs) i'm sorry why can't okay you're telling me i'm wrong yeah absolutely 100 percent why Okay, so why why can why can the fantasy apply to his relationship with his parents, but it can't apply? Because to you his see the bloated body of Paul Mescal in his fucking apartment. You yeah, see his dead corpse. Like it's disgusting and it's fucking idiotic, and it makes everything that happens well, in the movie. I. I feel like him being a screenwriter maybe excuses it a bit. It it no him because he's he's writing the story. That is one interpretation. That That is one interpretation. I mean, it's kind of the obvious interpretation. Matt, do you think that's what's happening? He, you, you literally see him like Travis, Travis, Matt. Do you think that's what's happening? (laughs) You I see the, the character no, Travis, writing. Travis, Travis, shut the fuck up. Travis, Travis, shut the fuck up. Matt. No, I, the whole thing is a fantasy. you think that's the I, whole thing? Yeah. I, the oh, yeah. whole thing is But is it in his oh. head or is he writing it or is it literally happening? I think the only, okay, so this is, uh, I knew we were going to have a fucking conversation. Just like After Sun last year, I knew we were going to have a conversation about this. Movie. But Son leaves it in an interesting, engaging so does this way. Movie. No, it does. It well, did this until is Paul Mescal was revealed more... to be a fucking corpse ghost. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But that this is, is definitely idiotic. more fantastical than After Sun. Way After more fantastical. After Sun is not fantastical. It's just yeah. her no. remembering. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, the that's whole not making fantastical. 
Oh my god. It's just well then it's even stupider. No, it's a dumb it's story beautiful. about dumb people who are oh dead. My god. I'm gonna move this movie up my fucking list if you don't stop You're talking. You're such oh an idiot. I mean You're such a fucking okay, idiot, I swear to it, god. If I could have bet money that this was gonna be on Matt's top ten, I would have. Um it just seemed like a movie that would make Matt's top ten. Uh Paris, I, I mean I, I hear your gripes a little bit, but I do think it is a pretty great movie. You just have to kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit with the I ending. I was. Or, up, or view up until it the end. More fantastically. Um, what, Even one fantastically, thing, I think that then then I think he's a bad writer because that ending sucked. Like I'm, I, I don't know what if it's I, all in his head. If he's just making it up, then, uh, then he's a bad writer because that's a bad ending. I don't think it's necessarily going for like the reveal. I think it's more so going for like the moments and just the like sadness throughout the movie. It's I definitely wish it going hadn't happened. I would have loved this movie. I think it's going I more for right, a feeling than I was like right a there twist. with and and I get that and I was right there with the feeling all the way up until that moment and it and it completely ruined it for me. I will say I was really I was I was giving this going to give this movie five stars. I was like, this movie's going to make my top ten well, for sure. I thought it was a five star movie based on your reaction. Well, that's I why thought I, I was going to be. That's the why only I didn't one. I no, thought I was going to be the the lone soldier over here. That's why I did not give anything away. <laughs> also, I will say I will say this was the movie I saw at SIF with subtitles on. And so, Travis, mm-hmm. when you were talking about the heavy accents, I was like, well, uh, I'm glad I saw it with subtitles on because that made it way easier to understand, for sure. Paul Mescal in particular, some of his lines, I was just like, bro, you're trying way too hard with that accent. I can't hear what you're saying. It, well, I don't know if he was, I don't know if I would say he's trying too hard. It was like very <laughs> natural. It was very natural. I mean, isn't that his accent? Well, he's Irish. He wasn't doing right. an Irish accent. He's he wasn't. Well, I mean, his, his opening scene—he's definitely acting. Well, he's also inebriated too. Yeah, but like he kind of has like this like almost like sinister like feel to him. More than just being drunk, he has like an edge to him. Yeah. Well, he yeah, because oh. he's about to fucking kill himself. Well, he he does that better. Than anybody right now, I think. Like he, Paul Mescal is just like an open. He's just like a walking open wound. Like he is. He's honestly one of my favorite actors. Like right now, between Normal People, After Sun, and this movie, like he he's incredible to me. And I think part of the reason why this movie resonated so much for me is I was confused. At first, because I didn't, I didn't know much about the movie, and when it establishes itself early on as being a fantasy film, in that, I mean, spoilers are still active. I'll update the the you know the show notes or whatever, so we're still in spoilers. But he has the conversation with his parents early on, and they're younger than he is, and they call him son. You know, I was like, uh, what? Like, what? What's happening? But but once you establish like what the movie is trying to do, I was sold, and I understand to- Paris. I totally understand, like feeling like the rug was pulled out from beneath you 
when it's revealed that Paul Mescal's character, when he knocked on his door in the opening scene, went back to his room and he drank himself to death. I get it because so much of the movie is spent on that relationship. But like for me, this, the point of the movie is about like feeling an inability to open yourself up to another human being. And we're all so, ghosts. It's well, I, not even that cliche. <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, that's too. I, I get. Yeah, I get that. But like, it's 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 a wish fulfillment fantasy of this character who's established as a writer, who is using this opportunity to correct mis- perceived mistakes in his life whether it's not him opening up to his parents feeling like he has unresolved trauma from their deaths feeling like there's you know an unresolved relationship from not opening the door and like accepting Paul Mescal's character into his life like the movie especially with the end like the very very end of the movie is about like one one specific person's journey in figuring out that like closing yourself off to the rest of the world and being lonely is not the way to live your life. Like I understand that a lot of people do feel that way. And it's part of the reason why it resonated so well with me. But the whole point of the fantasy element of the film is this like, it's wish fulfillment. It's this specific person being like, these are the things that I wish I would have done differently. And it's presented on screen in a way that is portraying the sense of longing and the what if. Like when I alluded to. Oh, the what if. The, Let's when, go. I to, when I alluded to past lives, it's like a good the what piece. If. This movie does a way better and more interesting and fulfilling you are wrong 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 insane to no. say i was with even, you even, until you even, had to drag past lives into okay, this Matt, i was Matt, with Matt, you listen, listen, like, I even if the ending comparison. even if i had liked the ending even if that i still think that that's kind of a ridiculous comparison to make I don't think so at all. I think these are the I kind of get where you're coming from, Matt, and I get the comparison, but to be like, this movie did it right and Past Lives That's didn't. That's not what I'm going for. You guys, I'm, mm, I told you this is my fucking joke. I'm going to lose it. This is said. not what I'm going for. That is oh what you said. God. I just brought it in because I think I, I like Past Lives. Stop acting like I don't like I, Past Lives. I know you like, like Past Lives. These, you just didn't these are two you? movies. Paris, no, both of you, stop. <laughs> Let me finish talking about this movie. No. These two movies thematically, to me, made the most sense to pair together in that I think they're going for sim- similar things. The reason why this resonated with me is I th- I think it's a screenwriter's movie that sounds pretentious. And you I, eat I, I that shit myself. up. No. You eat that shit up. I know I do. But <laughs> yeah. the reason why those two movies, I think, are like comparable is that they are both coming at the same 
the same topic from yeah they are they're putting the coming in that sentence they're both this is just a little more cerebral it is (laughs) cerebral oh my god you guys cerebral Matt, you fucking walked into everything that we've said. I'm not walking in. You, you guys think I just fucking hate past lives? I don't have an agenda. There's no agenda here. I just don't, I don't know. I am. I am so enjoying. I this gave that bit. movie. I'm four so and enjoying stars. this bit. <laughs> anyway, all of okay. the half star bump. I was so moved by what it was attempting. Matt. And I, I can't stop thinking about it. I, I I'm, gl- I'm glad you loved it. I knew you'd love it. Maybe I'll love it a bit more on rewatch. I was, I was almost there. Now, real quick, before we end on all of us strangers, I will say the opening shot of the city, absolutely incredible with the dissolve of, of Andrew Scott coming into the frame. Ew, Matt, I hate when you do the shot. (laughs) No, the shot of the cityscape later in the movie where it's like pitch dark and the, the moon is shining. All the like signs are lit up. Also incredible. I mean, there was just a, a few visual oh, the moments. Scene? That, the ketamine oh, scene? Oh, the clubbing scene. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, clubbing yeah. scene was great. I mean, I I kind of miss a you know good night at the club, but had some... Uh, and I think some, you mean uh, the ghost ketamine scene. Okay. like that's Paris, I'm going to fucking... I'm going to lose it. Okay. So real quick, I do... Before we move on, I do want to talk about the ending. So... I know that has been. I thought we already talked about it. No, 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 no. The well, we did. The no, very the, end. The very end. The the um, thing that I love. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> so, um, the movie ends. We're still in spoilers. This is gonna be a 30 minute fucking spoiler tag in our show notes. But the I loved, 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 loved the very ending scene where after we know that. Paul Mescal's character is just a bloated fucking dead mess in his bed. They have that scene where, you know, he's like, oh, what, you know, what happened? Is that me in there? And blah, blah, blah. And they cuddle and he's like, play me, pl- play me a song. The song that he picks, mwah, perfect. And the <laughs> fact that they, it starts with just a shot of them laying in bed together. And as it zooms out, the spotlight intensifies and we zoom paris i'm gonna kill you no way paris it was when they turn into a star are you joking me right now i couldn't that's what made the movie that literally made the movie for me that was so hokey and stupid and it was trying to be 2001 a space odyssey (laughs) and it didn't even come close (laughs) give me paris um, give me an opportunity, okay? The star I'm, child. <laughs> just give me, give me an opportunity to explain why sure. I love You're that. You're right. I'm, scene. I'm sorry. So I mean, I'm not, but here you I, go. That that honest. <laughs> okay, that's and that end scene is honestly what made the movie for me because the way I read that scene is you see you see the two of them in bed together. The camera zooms out. The spotlight intensifies. It turns into a star. In a galaxy, we see uh, the other stars come into focus. Travis, yes, hang ew, on. Ew, not edging you too, you. Travis. <laughs> I really you. don't like Travis. it. <laughs> it comes into focus. We see the galaxy. The star explodes in a supernova. Uh, Cut to credit. Okay, yes. 
the reason climax. why I love that <laughs> climax, yes. The reason why I love that scene is because I feel like it totally represents the theme of the film in that if you think about the the themes of like wish fulfillment and projection and thinking of the story as from the perspective of the, the writer character and we zoom out and we see the star if you think about it as like this he's thinking his version of this love story is like looking up at the sky and seeing a star and thinking about the beauty of it and like spiraling about like the universe and just like the grandiose nature of, of, of existence and whatever. All right, Matt, quit while you're, what it represents to me, to me, like the supernova exploding of the stars is like there. It's a love that is, will never be tangible to him because it never existed. It's a star in the sky. And what is, what is that? It's actually light that is millions of light years. No offense. Let me finish. Hang on. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Would you let me finish? I really, you're you're my best bud. But I'm, I truly am having a hard time letting you go on. This no. is, <laughs> is a lot. Let me finish. It's a lot. It's a you. you that's that's what the movie's going for. I'm sorry. You, maybe you have disagreements, but that's what the movie is going for. It's like a a visual metaphor of this specific character's perception of what could have been. All it is is just. It's it's nothing but a star in the sky. It's a supernova. It's millions of light years away. It's it's something that is completely intangible, but when you look at it, when you observe it, it's it's romantic. It makes you think about like your perspective in life. It's just like everything that it represents is just like it all comes together in that specific visual metaphor to represent like wish fulfillment like this is something this is a choice that i made and i am thinking now here like what could have been and the movie is that it's like what what could have happened are you talking about your top 10 list or are you talking about the movie (laughs) (laughs) what could have been i was how many times did you come when you were just talking then that felt like self-flagellation again this has nothing now to do with the movie but like that was a long monologue you just gave matt you sounded like my eighth grade astronomy teacher who was (laughs) cuckoo bananas (laughs) like i I love you straight cuckoo for cocoa puffs i truly love you but i'm worried about you like everything how many times did you come wish it was that goddamn piece of shit movie here you go everything up past lives (laughs) (laughs) this movie did it 10 times better oh for the bit sorry to soak up so much of the time i just knew we would talk about this fucking movie hey um can i can i all of us strangers (laughs) what was that did you just motorboat all of us strangers what was that sound that was the shit on Matt sound. The bruh bruh? 
The bruh bruh. That's the sound you made. It was like bruh bruh. Anyway, you guys you guys hate me. Travis no, no, disconnected no, 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 no. and reconnected. I had to. I had to. That's how much he hated. He had to step no, away. No, 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 no. We Travis don't hate had to step you. away. Just, he was Matt, like, I'm I do. human. I have to. <laughs> no, Matt. Matt. I, I'm here for you. I, I am nah. I'm your champion of this movie. I, even I don't hate you. I'm mostly, uh, I feel like you're maybe dehydrated right now. No, but you could have quit while you were ahead. Travis literally left. No. Or behind. Honestly, I'm force feeding this movie. Like, oh, we know. We know. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. This happened with After Sun last year. After Sun is probably my favorite movie of 2022, and it was my number three. On, it's okay. probably my number one. What, what was two and one? Do you know? Two was after Yang. The other after movie, which oh yeah, <laughs> haven't thought about the movie. After I, Sun is. I, I remember when you thinking? picked that. I remember when you picked that. I was like, massive fucking. Uh, that's what not, was I thinking? Hey, you picked that too. That. Are you fucking losing your mind, Paris? That was your like okay. number three movie. What are you talking about? I knew you were gonna regret it putting oh it that high. <laughs> okay, so yeah, what it was number one? Number three. I forget. Uh, bro, no, you didn't. You didn't forget. I mean, come on, it's don't put me on the spot. It's everything. Oh, duh. Everywhere. God. All at of once. Course. Come on, of bro. Course. I would probably put after that. Like, Paul Mescal. You just like I don't know what it is, man. I'm sorry. By I the way, like- Matt, uh, after Yang was yeah, not even on my top ten. So was it not? I thought Damn, you loved I, after Yang. I could have sworn it was on your top ten I too. I thought but. it was okay. No, are you it was sure? my number twenty six of the year. Brother. Damn, I don't know about that. I'm gonna have to fact check you. I, I I'm literally looking at Letterbox right now. I gave it a I four and a half. It wasn't bad. It was your twenty six. Like, four and a half, and it was your twenty six. Yeah, you love giving five stars. <laughs> I mean, she loves yeah. movies. I love movies. You're like a champion we, of cinema. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I feel like a, how, I don't. I'm, I feel like I steamrolled this whole thing. I know, like I got past. Oh, it was your pick, well, so, man. Uh, I know. Well, it I mean, was, you did but, in like, a sense a that it is. It is really close to ten, and I don't think we're gonna be finished anytime soon. And I'm really like, I'm struggling, you guys. Like I. Well, we didn't well, get a chance to talk about a lot of these movies. Can so. I? Can I ask you guys a question? What? Yeah. How would you feel about? Taking a pause and reconvening, like tomorrow. Uh, not available. So I could power through the rest pretty quick because I'm feeling similar. And our awards. Well, that won't take very long. Yeah, I don't think that'll take very long. <sighs> okay. No, honestly, my top—I mean, my top two are pretty boring, so I don't have to go too long on them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I think we can be done within thirty minutes, hopefully. If we're not done within thirty minutes, I gotta go. I I, I need to go to sleep. I'm 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 not. Okay, let's try and be done by ten thirty. I've I've start I've sobered up. I don't know if you can tell, but now I'm now I'm sober and not feeling good. So and sleepy. So I'm mad about it. It's fine. Well, that's that's uh, my number four. Travis, I think it's your turn for number three. All right, number three. This is another surprise. It is a rewatch. Matt, I'm a much bigger fan than you. This is this is going to shock you. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. 
No, I'm not shocked. I'm uh, I adore you. Well, yeah, you should adore me, but you should also be shocked because <laughs> I was a little down on this movie the first time I saw it. Yeah, I'm a bit shocked. And it may have just been the state of mind I was in. It was uh it came out shortly after Fast 10, Fast X, I guess you should call it. And uh I heard that that was not very good in a part 1 and then um I mean, I was a I was a pretty big fan of Into the Spider Verse. Not as big a fan as like Matt or Tom or the rest of the world, but did really like Into the Spider Verse. So with this one, you know, I was expecting more of the same or whatever. And while I did really like it, I didn't like the way it ended. Didn't like the part two aspect of it. And again, watching it in a theater could have played a role, but uh, rewatching it. Uh, no issues, obviously. Absolutely loved it. Um, I feel like part of this is righting a wrong by uh, not including Into the Spider-Verse in my top 10 of that, that year and also not giving this movie its praise when we reviewed it. But um, I think it it is worthy of a top three submission. It looks absolutely incredible. The first 20, 30 minutes or so uh probably best of the year and i could maybe go as far as like like one of the best sequences in a superhero movie like just the way the score and the whole like crescendo of that like action sequence is just absolutely amazing i think that was also part of my issue the first time i saw it was that the movie didn't necessarily live up to that opening sequence and while that opening sequence is my favorite, there are a few other standouts of the movie. Um, anything to do with the villain spot is amazing. Just the his setup, the like the visual like ideas surrounding that character are great. The like chase sequence of all the Spider Men chasing Miles is great. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great sequences in it. Um, I really like the score m in particular, like the first 30 minutes or so. I think it really sings, but I think it's a cool score throughout. And, um, yeah, I will say that I had no issues with the climax this time. I think it ends on like a perfect note. I think it, mm -hmm. it, it maybe loses a little steam in between like the main climax and the very end where you're like, okay, like. Are we wrapping the movie up? Are we setting it up for the next one? And yeah, eventually we get to that point. But like there's a little lull there. Um, so that might be like my only gripe. But um, besides that, yeah, it's got to be the best Spider-Man movie. And Matt, I think you said this during our review, but it is one of the best superhero movies of all time. I will go that mm -hmm. far. It is a banger. Just the way, I don't know, there's just so much going on with the story and like, the just like all the setups of it, it's it's fantastic. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy that you agree. It's just a shame that I got out outplayed. You did. You <laughs> fucked up, dog. <laughs> Number 10, come on. Now it makes sense. The but if you, if you rewatch it, I, I have a feeling it would go up. Well, it's on my shelf right behind me, so I I plan on it. Huge. Very cool. Okay, Paris, what's your number three? My number three is the very pretty 
very romantic, very funny, Rye Lane. Ooh, okay. Yes. Uh, this movie captured me. Um, I will say it's not as big as a lot of the movies on this list, and I think that's okay. It's a nice, sweet, romantic comedy. It's giving before trilogy vibes in the best uh, mm-hmm. o- way of honoring them without, uh, uh, you know, aping them. And uh, I really loved the fresh, like the color palette and the setting, and everything as simple as like there's a scene where. They're walking through a market. They're cutting through a market. And there's a man, like, rollerblading through there. And then later when they're walking around, he just, like, happens to be, like, barely in the background. And there's a lot of just really little details like that that made me smile. It felt whimsical and 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 nice feeling without being cloying or feeling cliche. Um, I was really... I, it, it fresh is a I think I may have already said that but um <laughs> it, it feels really fresh and um kind of what we were talking about earlier about um my friend Michael and I were talking about this about uh how uh you know oftentimes uh black folks can't get recognized for stories unless they are uh tragic um or have tragedy in them and this is the complete opposite of that it is a complete it is a very well done uh cinematically beautiful shot interesting romantic comedy with uh two black leads where it's it's yeah i don't know it's i I just i feel like it hits all the beats i don't know beautiful i agree 100 percent. i mean i really like rylane so i'm I'm glad it's represented so high yeah it was your nine my number nine nine I, I I really liked it. it. It might just be a little too slight for me. Not trying to discredit it. It's just no. That's fair. I mean, like I said, I think it's it's a smaller movie than a lot of the ones we've talked about. Um, but I I yeah. personally that doesn't discredit it for me. But if we had like an award for like you know best movie no one saw, I this would be a contender for sure. Yeah, especially oh, yeah. relative to its accessibility, because it's literally mm-hmm. been on Hulu for like fucking six months now. Probably I mean, more than yeah, that. like it's e- been there forever. Easily, like you know, it's readily available or whatever. But I just don't feel like it's getting the like recognition or like play that it, it should. Yeah, you know for how good it is. Hundred percent. I'm surprised. I don't know why it's not though either. Like it's so good and feels so marketable i i, I just i, I haven't the, seen uh, this like on on tiktok or anything where oftentimes those kinds of movies gets picked up like i feel like the marketing on this has just been trash there's just i, I don't know i feel like there's no like star or anything to really like advertise it with it's just a lot of unknowns like the director and everything yeah kind of unknowns across i mean the so was how to blow up a pipeline and i heard about that a lot that's true but that was distributed by Neon, which is, they're like... Mm, yeah, that's yeah, true. The right there. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, unknown. I guess that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. I guess, I guess, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm surprised for how it was just so funny. I was, it was, yeah. everything was so, uh, yeah, I loved it. 
and I, I'm a romantic comedy fan, and but I'm also like definitely not someone who takes romantic comedies lightly. In in which case, I'm like most rom coms suck. Yeah, I would agree. Most of them do, but this is one of the uh, diamonds in the rough for sure. Cool. Okay, that was uh, Paris's number three. Moving on to my number three, it is Alexander Payne's The Holdovers. Wow. Um, I fucking loved this movie. I watched it on my birthday. I specifically waited to watch it on my birthday. It's the movie I wanted to watch on my birthday. And it, it, but you know, it, it lived up to the hype. Like I think part of what struck me about this movie is that every time you think, you know, everything about the characters and you're going to accelerate towards an ending, you learn more about them. Like it's just such a rich character study that, Everything it does between the three leads and even the tertiary characters, it's just such a lived-in world. I do think the aesthetic leads into that. Like, it's going for that, like, 70s, like, kind of Hal Ashby, like, 70s drama comedy aesthetic that nails... It nails it so perfectly, and Paul Giamatti's performance is... You know, you can say it's like Paul Giamatti being Paul Giamatti, but I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's uh, a nuanced performance. He is playing a sort of curmudgeon, but I really like what his character develops into and the lengths that he goes to to like care for the students that are under his uh his his occupation like Everything about this movie, from like the the holiday nature of it to the writing to the look of it to the character depth to the performances, like it fired on all cylinders for me. And it's it's one that is kind of a comfort watch. Like I think I'll watch this year in and year out. Not necessarily around Christmas. Like it, it is a Christmas movie, but I don't think it's necessarily relegated to being like a Christmas classic. I think it's more than that. And, but you know, I will probably watch it around Christmas to be fair. I would, yeah, I would agree that it's, uh, it plays better as just like a drama than, you know, quote unquote Christmas movies would like off season. But I still think it is very ripe for the holiday season. Cause it gives you that. I mean, it has the setting obviously, but then just some of the feelings like the bittersweetness of it, is plays right in line with Christmas. Yeah. And, um, glad you loved it, Matt knew you would, didn't know how much you'd love it. But one scene in particular that I want to point out is one of the scenes that I really like fell for was the scene where Paul Giamatti and Dominic Sessa's character run into one of Paul Giamatti's, uh, old colleagues and, um, Dominic Sessa's character, like amazing. You know, f- fudges his uh, <laughs> like his history or his occupation or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's writing a um, book. Uh, I just love that moment because we hadn't really got a moment like that, but that's like one of the key moments that like really like cemented their relationship, and that's what kind of got Paul Giamatti's character to open up a bit more 
to him afterwards. So I don't know that scene kind of just like unlocked the whole movie for me. Mm-hmm. And it also it makes it makes the ultimate like sacrifice of the film work from a narrative perspective. You know what I mean? Like you never once question like why why his character would do that. His mm-hmm. character meaning Paul Giamatti, like just because of the bond that they built and you 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 really get the sense that he does care for his students. He's just harsh, you know? Like he wants the best from his students. And I know that like as a kid who had teachers like that, like they're not necessarily the teachers that you like in the moment, but they might be the teachers right. that like leave an impact on you and, and shape you. And um, it perfectly encapsulates that. Even on top of that, he had a reason to be a curmudgeon, you know, more than more so than someone else. Well, I I guess it just like kind of like further cements the idea of like, don't necessarily take someone at face value. And like when you get to know someone like, you know, everyone has their own issues or coming from a different place. I mean, it's not like it's anything new, but the way the movie handles that idea, I think, is really well done. Totally. I also like that it sort of plays on the idea of a person a lot. Like, I feel like in the beginning, at least for me, I kind of thought, you know, oh, he's this prestigious, like, well-read history teacher that knows all this stuff. And as you sort of get along, you go, oh, like, people don't really like him and he's kind of stinky and... You know, he actually like literally, got, yeah, and he like got kicked out of college. Like, like there's just like a lot of like where you're like, oh, and you realize he sort of feels like he's like, you know, he doesn't leave the campus. Like he's sort of a someone who would just let life happen to him at a certain point. And so this is is such an interesting like I don't know. I I think e- each character has that moment where you're like oh, it's like you think it's one thing and it turns out to be another and it just, I don't know, it sort of plays on that. I like that a lot. Totally. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, uh, it's, it's a movie that I feel like I'm going to return to over and over again. Like as far as like rewatchability factor, like it's probably number mm-hmm. one for me. Like of all of the movies that I saw this year, this is probably the one that I will like return to. Well, and year over year. I did say it already, but I mean, and I'm not saying it's like laugh out loud, like super bad. And I did see it in a theater, so that might play a role. But I was consistently like laughing or chuckling throughout yeah. oh, no, the movie. Super funny, it's yeah, really funny, yeah. And so, and I don't really have any other like comedies, like you know, all out comedies on my list, or even near like the top twenty. Really, this was like the the purest form of a comedy, but there's there's that supporting drama that really elevates it. Yeah, it takes it to that next level, for sure. Yeah. All right, my number two. Yep. This movie has been a somewhat of a running joke throughout the show, mainly when uh, referring to Matt's views on it. Oh, but uh, no. my my number two, if you haven't guessed it, is Past Lives. Oh, this was, yeah. now it's not my number one, but this was my easiest five all year. I gave this movie five stars before it was even over. Uh, Love the ideas yeah. in this movie. Uh, it, it asked that what if question that Matt alluded to earlier when talking about all of us strangers. And we don't need to get into who did it better. 
but um this movie i think is relatable to everyone even though it is pretty specific um it you know it's about someone who migrates to another country and literally takes on a new life um and i did talk about the theme of the year my list being layers i don't know if i touched on it much more than anatomy of a fall but there are some layers in this one in particular the the title of the movie past lives the the whole in in yun i think in yen or whatever that they touch on in the movie and then just yeah. her literally leaving her past life to live a new one um yeah it was i typically don't get emotionally invested in movies but this one was the the most invested i got in uh in that term and um really liked all three of the the main actors uh we already touched on like the i guess the the third main actor the the husband of the main female character uh but yeah i just loved how they were all handled um i just thought it was a very like mature and like modern take or view on a scenario like this and um i did really like the the cinematography i think it was like really well done but not in a showy way there's a this was one of the movies i saw like the you know the earliest in the year so it's a little fuzzy but i do recall it looking really good and two of the scenes i'll point out and i don't know if they're like the the two scenes to point out but i recall an image early on when when they're young when they're like you know they're they're hanging out and then they depart and they like go their separate ways but it's like a visual representation of that and then shortly after she moves really like that uh shot or element of it and then the scene where they meet in new york and they're like talking near the river i think it is and um just the way that shot and then all the characters surrounding them are all a couple i thought that was like an interesting like construction yeah. of a scene um but yeah this is a movie that i'm i'm really excited to rewatch but um yeah i was just fully like caught up in its ideas and i think everyone can relate to like the the, the what if of it like you know if if this relationship didn't work out if i didn't you know move at this age if i didn't go to this school if i went to that school i mean there's like so many elements of this movie where it may not be like super specific but you could relate to it on some level and it doesn't even have to be necessarily like a romantic relationship it could just be like a relationship in general and how your life your life can like divert in a certain way and you know just due to the like the constraints that your decisions or life have created totally sorry it didn't work for you matt i know you hate it no <laughs> 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 but yeah i i loved it and i will say this was a movie that uh i didn't really have any expectations for i just saw it was being like super praised early on in the year i didn't even know it was an a24 movie until like the opening credits were rolling that's how out of the loop i was i'm typically a 
A24 fanboy. I know um, I'm not the only one, but uh, oh, I, will yeah. say, I will say that is an added element where didn't even know it was them or, you know, wasn't even necessarily on my radar. I mainly went on just like the the critical buzz it was getting and it completely met and surpassed my expectations. Have either of you seen In the Mood for Love? Yes. I have not. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't either. So I don't know if Matt's maybe the best person to ask since, you know, he's... This movie is his mortal enemy, but um, <laughs> but would you say that this felt similar to that and sort of like misconnections and longing and sort of ships passing in the night, that kind of thing? Yeah, Matt, do I need to w- watch that boring movie or what? Well, <laughs> it, 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 I, the reason I ask is, is that movie gets recommended from every single, so I follow yeah. like, uh, Cinefix, you know, on YouTube and they bring it up all the time and then I don't... Was it you or someone else that saw it? And they were like, no, someone else that, my friend Michael, that saw it and was like, oh my God, you got to see it. It's so heart-wrenching, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't, is it boring? I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I would, I would totally, uh, I can totally endorse the idea that both movies are overrated. Yeah, totally. <laughs> 100%. Damn. <laughs> I like I like that movie, but again, Damn. that's honestly it's funny that you mentioned that. That's another movie that I was like, this is gonna fucking destroy me. I'm gonna love this movie. I had to watch that movie in the Move for Love three times. Like it was a DNF the first two times because I was like, oh, this is boring. What? Don't you own it on Criterion? Yeah, dude. It's that me. honestly, if if someone said again, I haven't seen it, but if someone said. What's a movie that you think that would make that's just for Matt? I'd be like, oh, in the mood for love, duh. Like obviously, I uh, that is a movie much like Past Lives that I admire more than I actively like. I'm gonna say my my final word on Past Lives is that I think it's a movie that the the ideas that it inspires are infinitely more interesting than the movie. Infinitely. infinitely. <laughs> no, I can kind of see what you're talking about because what yeah. Travis is saying is like, like Travis, are you saying like, like it sort of opens this idea of like, what if in like every yeah. avenue of your life? I, I, I think that is really interesting. And that's not the movie that's necessarily saying it. It's, it's sort of introducing that concept. I don't think mm-hmm. the yeah one hundred percent Paris. You're nailing it. Like I, I mean, I know you you don't agree with me, but like that is what this movie is. I mean, like, I all really bits admire. aside, you literally gave it a four and a half. We're yeah. all basically on the same page. Like yeah. it's okay. <laughs> I really yeah, I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying, but in- infinitely that seems a little one hundred percent. I've spent more time. <laughs> we thinking. don't use hyperbole on the show, Travis. So he <laughs> never, he does never. mean he means that it could not be more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's other terms to use. There's a never ending amount. <laughs> <laughs> a little hard is all I'm saying. <laughs> Let me put it this way. I have spent way more time thinking about my own what ifs than 
this movie's what ifs and sure that's maybe fair you, could, you maybe you can point to Very fair. like that as a positive for the movie yeah I exactly i but, was kind of i was but, going there but when i when i come back to the movie when i come back to the movie i just don't find that in this movie like you know matt that's a really interesting point is like a lot of times i know a movie is gonna be with me forever like i want my top to be like movies that are gonna be with me for a long time that i'm thinking about etc not to say all of them are or have to be but like i do think past lives does make you think a little bit more inwardly like it, it, internally yeah. unless externally about the movie and that's not necessarily a bad thing but i do think that might be in its to its disservice and you know it's my number I, nine but you know yeah i don't know something to think about i do think that is part of its praise though but i, I will say that is an that is a good thing in my eyes because most movies i watch go in one eye out the other and the way this movie got my brain going and girl just, i think you might need to have your eyes checked how invested <laughs> i was in the story no 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 like, Paris, come on that's that was a mm-mm, mm-mm, that was a joke. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Not mine. Mine was for real. <laughs> well, my eyes are fine, but um, some of the movies I watch are not. So, moving on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we are we gonna put the past lives a uh, bit behind us? Can I? I think so. Freely? Yep. That's Thank God it wasn't number one, right, Matt? Yeah, we yeah. will see. <laughs> <laughs> um, where the fuck even are we? Is it my number two? I think it's my number it's two, right? Paris is number two. Oh, that was your Travis. That was your number two, right? That yeah, was my number God. two. Past Lives was number nine for me. What? Right. No. Yeah. Um. Okay. My number two is Across the Spider Verse. Oh, Huge. The biggest fan. You guys make me look like the fucking biggest jabroni. On I the mean, hey, no, that was you, dog. I, you had, I'm not saying nothing, but uh, yeah. Movies. I don't know. So here's the thing. I This was the only one. Well, this was one of two movies I rewatched this year. And I rewatched it way after, like not in theaters, like way after more recently. And it just hit for me. We've already talked about it quite a bunch. So th- I'm not going to stress it on too, too much. Because we I feel like we've talked about this a little bit to death. But I will say, I don't think I've been so excited about an animated movie, a superhero movie, a comic book movie, a trilogy in a long, long, long time. Hell yeah. Agree. 100%. And Spider-Man rules, objectively, right? Best superhero? Not for me though. Like, like <laughs> I will say, no, no, no. I, I just, just to be honest, like I know, I have, I have five male friends who Spider-Man is their top guy. That's they great. love shooting their web. They are all about <laughs> fi- waking up one day with sticky palms and and a bigger bod. Okay, but here's the thing: I Spider Man's fine. I guess I don't care. Batman's always been my boy. I, I'm with you, when Paris. I was younger. If we, if I had and, to pick a superhero, I'd probably say Batman. Right, and honestly, I I probably wouldn't pick a superhero at this point because like. I used to be a Marvel head. No, I don't really care anymore. Like, like, but Batman used to be my guy. 
And the Tobey Maguire, I hate Tobey Maguire. I have a, I have a ser- just, I think I'm allergic to him maybe, but. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I, I did rewatch those movies not too long ago and they were not hitting the same. Be careful. He no, is. Matt, I know, I know. Son I know. of a bitch. <laughs> I know, Matt, I know. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're bad. I just, I find Toby McGuire. Not, okay, okay, hold on. Hold no, on. I'm not saying they're bad. Okay, hold on, hold on. I find Toby McGuire as an actor extremely grating, so I, I, I really can't watch those movies. But this trilogy, these two, the first two of this trilogy, <sighs> out of the goddamn park. I'm so excited for number three. For sure. Agreed. All right. Is that me? It's you. Number two, Martin Score says Killers of the Flower Moon coming in at number two. I mean, listen to the review. Uh, Oh, yeah. No, honestly, Matt gave a great review of Killers of the Flower Moon when we talked about it. Couldn't even like say anything else after Matt gave his piece. I was just like, "Yeah, whatever he said. <laughs> Good job. Good job I on you." I couldn't shut the fuck up about the movie, so <laughs> I'm gonna take the opportunity this episode to shut the fuck up. But I will say that Lily Gladstone gave my favorite performance of the year, and I, I just I haven't been able to shake it. It's three and a half hours of just like brutality. And just like, but it's also beauty and it's representing like history and culture in a way that I haven't seen in many like big budget mainstream films of this ilk. And the way that it ends, it's my favorite ending of the year. Like, I just, I haven't stopped thinking about the way that this movie ends and I, um, I don't know. Like it's it's one that I can't wait to revisit. It's 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 hard to say that I'm going to revisit this movie that is so like emotionally brutal and long as this movie is, but it's true. Like I can't I can't wait to we we to we watch it. I can't wait to rewatch it. And um yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 one of Scorsese's best films. Who is a master of cinema. He's been working for decades, and I I just think he's getting better with age. Like his work post Wolf of Wall Street, like everything I have loved. Uh, Silence. I've loved uh, The Irishman. Like everything he has done. It just, yeah, but like, he'll he'll never be as good as Taxi Driver. I don't know. I don't know. That is that's my personal that's opinion. Still but. my favorite, but that's the, that's the Paul Schrader effect, though. I have to say. Well, I, I'm glad to hear you say that, Matt, because some people are a little too cool to admit that and like, oh, I've grown up and matured to where Taxi Driver is not my favorite. But no, Paul, get Sh- real. Get, get over it, Paul real. Schrader, Scorsese. It's. <laughs> Match made in heaven. It's beautiful. It's an incredible film. So anyway, Kills of the Thank Flower you, Moon. I I haven't been able to move on from it. It just like I don't know. It got under my skin in a way that I just like I can't shake. And um, I love it. That's that's my number two film in the year. Well, that was Fringe top ten for me. 
might regret not having it in my top 10, but I also knew it would be in yours, Matt. So mm-hmm. here we are. It's just a little too long and like a, just a little too historical for me to like, you know, the top 10 is kind of a greatest hits in a sense. And I just don't really want to put that on my greatest hits. Uh, you know, no matter how good it is or whatever, it's just not necessarily a song you want to hear over and over. I, it's, a, I, I think no, it no, pretty you know, watchable. I think it no, no discredit to the movie. It's just like personal preference. It's just not really a movie I want to keep in the rotation, partly because it is so like dark and difficult to watch at times. Yeah. Right, fair enough. It's just not a fun watch, you know? <laughs> It's definitely not that. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can have a little fun with Leonardo DiCaprio's performance and Robert De Niro's performance, but that fun can only go so far. I will say, though, I think this this is one of Robert De Niro's best and like most subtle and like kind of interesting performances of his career. Robert De Niro, when he's not working with Scorsese, is kind of making trash for the last what, oh, dirty 30 years, 30 <laughs> oh, yeah. years of his career. Like, what was the last good movie? Come on, Dirty Grandpa was huge. Dirty Grandpa, <laughs> Meet the Fockers, <laughs> you know, the classics. Meet, meet the Parents, I would say, is probably the last, right? Meet not the Parents Scorsese. is great. Me the Fockers is like, uh, it's good because of Dustin Hoffman, not because of Robert De Niro, you know. Uh, I I won't I I won't go to bat for Meet the Fockers, but Meet the Parents <laughs> is a classic. Yes, for sure. So anyway, Robert De Niro he he's at his best nowadays apparently, when he's working with Scorsese. But anyway, that's my number two film. Now. The time has come for the number one film of the year. Travis, I pass the mic to you. What is your number one film of the year? I don't know if this is a surprise to anyone. Can't believe we haven't talked about this movie yet. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Fucking Nolan, baby. Finally giving him his due. Oppenheimer, he's going to win Best Picture, finally. Mm-hmm. It's a masterpiece in every sense of the word. A technical marvel. Stacked cast from top to bottom. Amazing visuals. Never bored, even though it's a, a, you know just a bunch of fucking dudes talking in a room. Uh, it has the boom that you want from Nolan with the Trinity test. It's, I didn't necessarily, I mean, I I think I gave it five stars on first watch, but the second watch really solidified it. And I think this movie is going to age just fine. And people are going to be talking about it just like they will be with anatomy of a fall. This is one of the most important movies of the year, but it is also my favorite movie of the year. And um, one aspect I really love about it is just the imagery, the the way all the scenes are constructed, the way the like chain reaction imagery is uh, implanted early on in the movie. It's like the first fucking frame, and the way that comes back at the end. Talk about come town. 
<laughs> I love it. Killian Murphy is great. Hopefully, he wins an Oscar. This is his movie. Um, it's great. It's um, from top to bottom. Perfect movie. Masterpiece. Love it. Beautiful. Love it. All right, Paris. No, you don't, man. <laughs> well, I like it a lot, but, you know. <laughs> it's my number uh, 19 film of the year. Hey, it made the top 20. Yeah. Let's go. Well, I don't know, Travis, if you and I are sharing the same brain cell, but here we are <laughs> with another <laughs> pick that matches each other. Oh, Because wow. my number one film of the year is Oppenheimer. Pulling the rug right from under me. I love it. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. I was silent through your whole thing. <laughs> You're just like, you. Like, <laughs> this motherfucker. He said, he said, you two should be ashamed. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just me. Matt. Just yeah. Matt. <laughs> so, I, I mean, you know, we've talked about this a million times. You said it so well. I think that everything in this hit for me in the same way, you know, here we are seven, six, seven months later, I'm still thinking about the performances, the visuals, the stylishness, the, 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 just the threads of history that are woven together so well into just this like really artful piece that still manages to have these huge, huge, massive, I mean, literally atomic scale moments and then also like small human moments and makes you care about all those all those characters and stories and wraps them all together i just and 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 nolan nolan is just christopher king <laughs> nolan like i <laughs> Uh, if there's if there's one you know if if chris nolan has a million fans i'm one of them if he has one fan it's me if he has no fans i'm dead <laughs> very interesting very beautiful in paris i will say you know it's no tenant but oppenheimer's pretty good Okay, well, Tenet no is worst movie. Tenet. So. Tenet, Tenet is good, literally but. Nolan's worst film, so I'm not sure it's, what you mean. You know, I'm pre-watching the rewatches his best film, but, you know, agree to disagree. Okay, Tenet doesn't even make sense, so I don't know what the fuck oh, we're no, even talking makes about. Sense, right? It literally doesn't make sense. It literally doesn't make sense. It literally doesn't make sense. I mean, it's in all movies. It doesn't make Tenet sense. Um, yeah. Very cool. No Barbie. No Barbie representation. Yeah. Well, okay. But if we talk wow. about two big movies that came out on July 21st, Rylane also came out that day. So. Oh, shit. Matt, there I thought go. for sure you'd have Barbie on your list somewhere. Uh, you called it a perfect movie when we Yeah. Well, I downgraded Barbie, actually. Retroactively. Good. To a the discourse point. got to you? Um, all of the people resharing the America Ferrera monologue, uh, got to me. Damn. It's yeah. pretty cringe. It's yeah. pretty cringe. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. This movie Damn. is a wonderful. They got to you. It's a wonderful <laughs> teen movie about feminism. It is great for girls 15 and 19 who don't know what feminism is. And for men, you know. 
10 to 90 who don't know what feminism is. But it's just, it's just, there's not, there's so much lacking there. It's hollow. It's beautiful. There's a lot of cool stuff, but Barbie's just not. It's not what uh, it's not what all of my TikTok thinks it is. I'll say I'll put it that way. My whole everyone on TikTok is like, Barbie is the end all be all. We have done it, ladies. We have won feminism, and I'm like, okay, well, it's no, I don't know that that's no. Yeah, I don't know about that, but Barbie does rule, and it was my number sixteen film of the year. But I did, I did downgrade it. It did get relegated to 4.5 star territory. By the way, I don't know if we mentioned this, but I will say I have ranked my Christopher Nolan movies. And um, I think Oppenheimer right now is ranked at number four. And it's still your favorite film of the year? Yeah, dude. I fucking love Nolan. What's above it? Interstellar number one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The Prestige number two. A barf. Okay. I know that's not everyone's favorite, but I have a special place in my heart for that one. Uh, and then is Inception, number three. Oh, I have Oppenheimer at number two, right behind Dunkirk, baby. <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair. You love Fuck. you love Dunkirk? That makes sense. Oh, I love Dunkirk more than Yeah, anything. I know. I know it. I know it. It's okay. Movie changed my life. The three of us, it's so interesting <laughs> that the three of us each have... A strong Nolan movie from the past few years that were like this is this is the this is the pinnacle of cinema. I got uh, that the, the other record, ones are like meh. What for the record meh? Some of us are meh. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I just think it's interesting that we all three have like Nolans that were like this is it, but none of them are the same. <laughs> Well, it's I, Interstellar, I right? Didn't you just say it's Interstellar? Interstellar is probably the... I mean, yeah, I have that at number that's three. That's my number that's, one. That's it. That's, that's my number one. That's probably oh. most that's everyone's it. favorite. Because, yeah, it's the best one, bro. Yeah. No, nothing hits like Dunkirk. No. Fucking I mean, Dunkirk, it, I, I have a I nine. Seen... Nine, dog. Nine. You know what's that's funny? Uh, Dunkirk is also my number nine. I wasn't going <laughs> to yes, say it, Travis. Oh, oh my God. I wasn't going to say it, Travis. A beautiful. I, I am this. really curious as to, Matt, this isn't the time or place, but so let's let's trade some lists. Let's show me your list. I'll show you my list. I've got it in front of me right now. We'll Seeing Dunker. No, I mean, I mean, yes, but literally, oh, this is do we're it. doing top 10 2023. This is not the time or place. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Right. Seeing Dunkirk as a grown man in IMAX is like the equivalent of seeing Jurassic Park when you're like 10 years old. No, I was okay, there, so that bro. was the no, other, no, That no, was the other cool thing about Oppenheimer is my viewing experiences were awesome. The first time I saw it was in a regular theater, but it was on 70 millimeter film and it like felt really cozy and cool and, you know, had the cigarette burns and whatever. And then the second time I saw it was in full real IMAX at Pacific Science uh. Center and it was even cooler, even though I got there late and had to sit kind of toward the front like I just it was just like my viewing experiences could not be topped for this movie by the way this and Into the Spider-Verse were the only movies I saw twice and they were my top two so there you go bangers makes sense okay is it my number one it is I think I know what it is because oh Matt I'm so sorry I thought we were like done I was like let's get the show on the road (laughs) 
<laughs> no, we saw the grand finale. I mean, you guys, you, you well, Travis. Can I say Travis it for you, knows. Matt? Yeah. Well, before you do, Paris, do you think you know what it is? I could not know less. I have absolutely no idea. Oh. I'm I'm shook to my core. Well, you probably won't be when you hear okay. it. Okay. Travis, Matt's, I'll, I'll give Matt's, you the honors. Matt's number one is arguably one of the most Matt movies ever. It is Bo's Afraid. <laughs> yeah, buddy. absolutely <laughs> is. Yep. Oh, I forgot that you hadn't mentioned that yet. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Most bad movie ever. See, that's interesting to me because I hated Midsummer. No, yeah, I know. I would, but not, I would not describe this as the most Matt movie ever. This is playing in Matt's wheelhouse for sure. Conceptually, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So I've fucking ever since I saw it, it's been number one. It never left number one. I never considered changing it from number Damn. one. Damn, it's uh, I I can't describe. I almost didn't see this movie. I'm sure I talked about it when we did the review. <laughs> what? But it was like it was like an eight thirty screening, and I was like, this movie's three hours long. It was a weeknight. I almost paid. You had the you had the midsummer stink on. You. Yeah, I was like, do I really want to like? Do I want to do this? Uh, the whole time. If this movie, if this movie has an upside down fucking camera shot, I'm out. I'm leaving. <laughs> we do know I hate this. But I was driving. I literally was driving the car, and I was like, "Do I want to fucking turn around?" I was like, "Do I?" Like, I'm not joking. Like, I was like, "Do I want?" To I've been there, Matt. Do, do I want to go home? And Every single social outing of my life. <laughs> yeah, do I want to go home? And I didn't. And I saw the movie, and. I am so glad that I did not because start to finish, it's a it's an almost three hour movie and I was transfixed. I think it's one of the most original, like insane, provocative movies I've ever seen in my life, especially on the heels of like a weird like crowd favorite that Midsummer was, which baffles me. Like people were fucking dressing uh, da, up for da, Halloween. Da, 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 da. People were dressing up for Halloween. One my best Midsummer friend characters. at my Halloween party that you went to yep. dressed up as a character from Midsummer. And yep. I love that movie, so watch yourself. Dog it's shit, a great costume. Bad movie, horrible movie, <laughs> really bad movie, but I um you know, I was on the fence about this one and boy did Ari Aster uh, prove me wrong? I uh, have not been able to stop thinking about this movie. It's so funny. Just like the premise of like, what if all of your worst anxieties and intrusive thoughts, like what if those were real? What if those happened? Like this whole movie is that. Like the fact that the movie ends after all, all of the shit that Bo has gone through in this whole fucking movie that he literally gets put on trial in a boat floating in like what is presumably like a bottomless lake in an arena of people judging him and people are just like observing his life as a whole and determining that he was dog shit and he just floats like his boat breaks and he just fucking like drowns in this fucking bottomless pit like it's 
insane. Every like, this movie is just every anxiety nightmare I've ever had. Harvey every anxiety Hester dream. Every is, every anxiety daydream. Like it's absolutely. it's all of that. It's that. It's that the movie, but three hours. And he like Ari Aster, I worry for him. Like that I, the fact that this movie came from his mind, I'm like, yeah, like agree, but come on, dude. Like, do you need help? Like check on your director friend. You know, <laughs> did you guys actually end up watching that director on director variety interview where um Yorgos did with Ari Aster? Oh, I still I did not. I still I forgot about that. I still have Okay, it. so I would still recommend it, but literally yeah. Yorgos comes across as such like a I'm just a silly guy actually and Ari Aster I'm like are you okay (laughs) that that tracks I am concerned He well, he's he's really funny though like Ari Aster was on uh, I don't know if you guys listen to Doug Love movies but Ari Aster was on Doug Love movies and he's he's pretty cringe. Like he's not fun to listen to. Like talk about movies and movie trivia and stuff. But the fact that he was like a good enough sport and like was a fan enough to do that podcast blew my mind. I think he's a deeply troubled man and he needs help. But this movie uh honestly I, though, I, I hope he never gets it cuz if he's going to keep making these bangers, like let's fucking go. Absolutely. This I, it's such a strange movie. Like I, I, there's nothing I can compare it to, and that's why it's it's my number one film. Like I just like, I, I'm honestly at a loss for words. Like we talked about it on the show, but like, I don't know what else to say about it. Like if you haven't seen it, like it's fucking nuts, and. It's going to stand the test of time, I think, like above Hereditary. Like, I know people compare uh, Bob Egghead, uh, Ari Aster, and uh, Jordan Peele. I know they get compared because they came up at the same time and they've made the same amount of films. And this is very weird of me to say, but Bo is Afraid is my favorite of all of the movies they've made. And Midsummer is my least favorite. So it's very strange to me that, like, he is, like, the polar opposites on both ends of that spectrum. But he just is. Like, I, it's such a, a bizarre movie. He is your kryptonite. Absolutely. He's just, it's such a fucking good movie. Like, I, I, I haven't shaken it. I saw it six months ago, seven months ago. I don't even know. But that's that's my number one film. Matt, it's, the rewatch oh, for you is going to be huge whenever it the happens. The ceiling is like top 10 territory probably or you know i'll be like i feel like there's a there's a lot of stuff that will literally just like be missed or go over your head the first time you see it yeah there's there's something like so for you to have this reaction only seen it the one time i can only imagine (laughs) oh man matt's balls are filling up as we speak I am busting. Yeah. <laughs> I think he needs to bust a nut and then immediately pass away. So, as as honestly all 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 mention. So, yes, all men should the, bust a nut then pass the away. Post nut clarity. <laughs> yes. Okay. Post nut clarity well, is just death. <laughs> that's my That's my number 1. 
Uh, we did it. Huge. Good work, guys. Um, real quick, let's go back to the top. Travis, uh, can we hear your 10 through 1? Just top 10 no, through no 1. Comments. Let's hear it. Yep. How to blow up a pipeline, anatomy of a fall, infinity pool, the holdovers, May, December, poor things, Godzilla minus one, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, past lives, and Oppenheimer. Beautiful. Paris, can we hear your uh, top 10? Sure thing. Leave the world behind. Nine, past lives. Eight, they clone Tyrone. Seven, how to blow up a pipeline. Six, American fiction. Five, poor things. Four, Bo is afraid. Three, Rye Lane. Two, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. And number one, Oppenheimer. Wonderful. All right, my number 10, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse in my most embarrassing pick of the year. Number nine, Rye Lane. Number eight, May, December, seven, Poor Things, six, Skinnamarink, five, Asteroid City, four, All of Us Strangers, three. Wait, am I the only one that put All of Us Strangers on the top ten? Is that for real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, yeah. Damn. Interesting. History will absolve me. But, I said uh, French. <laughs> and I didn't like it, so. Yeah. <laughs> Three, The Holdovers. Two, Killers of the Flower Moon. And number one, Bo is Afraid. Beautiful. I don't know if we've ever had... I mean, there's there's some crossover, but I don't know if we've ever had a more... I mean, outside of Diverse you guys having this, you know, the number one, the fucking same number one movie. But we right. have the same number one and the same number five, but across the three of us, we have pretty diverse lists. Pretty different. Yeah. Across. The well, three. Spider-Man was on all three of our lists, as well as poor things right that's it though right that's the only yeah thing hold up what's holdovers on paris's list no. or no nah, okay no. then i think those I, are the I, only I, two I, consensus. I, it was it was close but no yeah those are the only yeah. two then what year that's the this is the hallmark of a good year um mm-hmm. awesome all right huge top 10 list uh we do have some awards to give out so before we wrap things up the Cinephiles Digest 2023 Awards Ceremony. Let's go ahead and move into it. It's going to be huge. I know this is what all the listeners are bow, bow, bow. So we're just going to we're just going to go down. Sorry. We have a list. We talked about this pre-show as far as like what we would crown the winner. And, you know, there was some debate. But for the most part, we had consensus picks for uh, these winners. So we're going to start with... Arguably the prestige Cinephiles Digest Award, and that is the Cream Dream Supreme Award. Now, this is the award that we give to the most, what do we call it? The most visually stunning movie? Would you guys agree? I would say visually stimulating. Stunning, stimulating. I can't think of another... ST. The the movie that gets your noodle going. Titillating. How hard do you get when you watch a movie? This is the movie. Are you how much do you come? <laughs> so how much our you nominees. <laughs> our nominees. Poor things. Oppenheimer. 
Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Infinity Pool, and Rye Lane. And unsurprisingly, our winner for the Cream Dream Supreme Award is your goat, Lanthimos's Poor Things. It just had to be. It was a consensus pick. I mean, come on. Looks beautiful. How could you not? Some stiff competition, particularly from Spider-Man and Oppenheimer. That movie looks awesome, too. But you can't beat poor things. So the Cream Dream Supreme Award of 2023 goes to poor things. Now, this is a favorite. It's a staff favorite. Uh, The Hot Dog Garbage Award. (laughs) Now, for those who aren't familiar, uh, Travis, this actually comes from uh, an experience of yours where you mm-hmm. were uh, hung over in a vehicle. And uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> You'll never forget. Um, I'll let you do. The wait, honor. wait, what, wait, what? what? I don't know that I've ever heard this before. No, I'll, no. Well, Travis, I'll let you do the honors. Paint the picture. What is this? Award? Well, actually, Matt, I think it was on the way to said party the night prior to my hangover. And you were in the passenger seat and we were talking about, I think we were talking about movies and I wanted to describe a movie in a negative connotation and I combined a couple phrases and (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, what came out of my mouth was hot dog garbage and it stuck ever since. I think I was going for hot garbage or dog water and just wow. combine the two and that came yeah. to be. <laughs> Travis, I didn't know you coined that phrase. That's so funny. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's 100% <laughs> Have you coined most of these? <laughs> um, Like two or three of them for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at least at least the next three awards I think have been coined. <laughs> By Travis. By mistake, I will <laughs> So that is what... So essentially, we have turned that into the worst movie of the year, by default. You can't get much worse than Hot Dog Garbage. Right. So... <laughs> sure can't. It's kind of a... You know, this is a consensus pick, you know, as you'll see from... Oh, I love uh, this. I love that you have but, to announce this. Uh, the nominees for Hot Dog Garbage are... <laughs> Uh, Salt Burn, which, for the record, is my uh, worst film of the year, but my co-hosts disagree with me. Uh, Fingernails was the nominee. Uh, Skinamarink, my number six film of the year. Yeah, and I want to say I did give Fingernails four and a half stars, so for Yeah, reference, we never talked a, about it. This is a contentious list. <laughs> we'll have to save that for probably never, but... You know, it's yeah. We're never talking about this year again. Fuck that. Fuck that. uh, No one will save you. Movie I gave four stars to, and uh, Hypnotic, the Robert Rodriguez uh, hero of mine. Uh, Ben Affleck. I don't even know what I. I didn't see it for the record, but I saw it. Honestly, I would only recommend it to watch it with the How Did This Get Made episode. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, as as I did. It's only good in that context. Brutal. 
I do love Robert Rodriguez, so the completionist in me might watch it eventually. But uh, the winner of this category is Skinnamarink. My number six film of the year is the worst <laughs> film of the year. <laughs> it's uh, literally my 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 seventy eighth out of seventy eight film of the year. <laughs> Travis, what about you? Uh, out of your hundred and eighteen or whatever films, where does Skinnamarink land? Oh, Skinnamarink! It's literally like two from the bottom. Oh my god! <laughs> the wait, only thing wait, wait! Worse- what is the bottom? The only thing worse is 80 for Brady, which because oh, fuck yeah. Tom Brady. Don't even know why wait, I wait, watched wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. you think is better than that? Paris, fuck off. Get, um, no, I'm being serious. You do not I'm being serious. I'm being knife. serious. You no, I'm being serious. Twist the knife. Oh I'm not mean. This is not to be mean to you. I'm being Even serious. Even though I disliked Skinnamarink, I kind of liked what it was going for. I, I like the way... Uh, it was able to affect Matt and others, but um, <laughs> it just didn't okay. affect me. Okay, no, I get that. You like the way it was able to affect Matt. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, that's, that's uh, huge. Yeah, how that's it affects fair. Matt is huge. But yeah. my worst movie of the year was another found footage horror film called The Outwaters, which was... Oh, really? That's your... Oh, I didn't even watch it. Oh, dude, it was like so try-hard, and it was one of those movies that like... It's about what happens like off screen or out of frame or whatever. And a lot of the that. times I'm going to say, fuck you to that kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make my imagination do anything. I want it to be on Travis the screen. doesn't even have an imagination, <laughs> you guys. Don't exactly. work for it. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, that's why we have directors. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Elevate the material. All right. Well, to recap, Skinnamarink, the worst film of the year, the hot dog garbage, the prestigious hot dog garbage award goes to Skinnamarink. Um, moving on, the literal roller coaster award. Now, this is another Travis baby <laughs> classic. Um, yeah. This is. Um, this comes from Travis's. Official review review of Dunkirk. Yeah, you can watch or not watch. You can listen to the show. Um, He described his viewing experience of Dunkirk as a literal roller coaster. (laughs) Now, there is some debate. I stand by that. (laughs) There is some debate as to what the fuck this category is, but we have kind of arrived on like movie that takes you on a ride i think it's kind of where yeah we, it's loose for yeah, sure very loose. that takes you on a ride that is the definition it I think. changes yeah. every year sometimes it's the most ups and downs sometimes it's just like the crazy the movie, biggest reveal you know? <laughs> yeah well anyway the nominees for the literal roller coaster award are oppenheimer <laughs> uh Bo is afraid they cloned Tyrone, Saltburn, and May December. And the award goes to Bo is Afraid. Of course. What of course. <laughs> Could be nothing other than that insane movie. Um, Clear winner. Absolutely. Now, this movie, or this category. Is uh, <laughs> one that I came up with last year that was not actually an official award, but I coined it uh, in honor of Triple R, 
the uh, Indian film released last year. This is Triple M. And the Triple M's are most mid-movie. Now, in typical Matt fashion, uh, I got fucking steamrolled in the deliberations. And uh, the winner of this category uh, is not... Wait, did you? Even a movie that I saw. Ah, yeah, I got steamrolled big time. But What would you have picked? Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold the on. The movie that I would have picked <laughs> is uh, the first nominee... Uh, the Killer is uh, the movie that I would have picked for. Matt, you're on the wrong movie. side of history. On yeah, which, by the way, up, I gave five stars to, so fuck came off. Came up with, yeah, it wasn't in your top, it wasn't even a thought in your top ten, but I digress. Uh, it was um, a thought. Just The Killer was my most mid movie. It's literally what the, the Mid- category is coined from, and yet. Maybe mid maybe mid Fincher, but I don't know about mid movie no, of the year. No most mid movie of all time perhaps okay. maybe of so all time you're looking for quadruple <laughs> matt's most mid movie uh additional nominees uh renfield the nicholas cage uh what's that other guy's name i like that guy the nicholas holt guy, the renfield guy yeah nicholas yeah the other holt. nicholas the other nicholas uh and aquafina of course killer killer cast um wonka starring timothy chalamet uh, Maestro and Hugh Laurie, don't forget. Yeah, can't forget Hugh Laurie. His starring role as the Oompa Loompa in, in the manga. Great casting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dumb Money is the fifth nominee for Triple M, most mid movie. And uh, in a stunning upset, Wonka. A movie I didn't see, but these two jabronis. You didn't see it, you Matt. You didn't see it because it's so mid. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna waste my fucking time. That's not the. That's not the spirit. That's not the spirit of the category. I knew it it was literally. Well, it's not our fault you didn't see it, Matt. But you didn't see it because spirit of the category. You just called it mid. Would I, Matt? If everyone, you you guys saw Wonka. No, Matt. If everyone, if everyone was creaming over Wonka, Tim. Timothy Chalamet's revelation, blah, blah, blah. You would have been f- front of the line. But yes. you heard the discourse and you're yes. like, oh, this movie's mid. Yes. I'm going to just put it you at the bottom of the list. that Travis yes. and I so, were going to vote it for most mid. So, and no, you said, I, I don't even need to see it. So, you know, whether you agree or not, this is the right winner. You do agree with your heart. I think it's bad, though. I haven't seen it, but I'm pre-watching it as a bad movie. It's, it's not. Why I didn't it's watch not. It. Bad, bad. Oh my god! Most mid and not bad, bad are not the same thing. Sorry, Matt. Which one did you want to pick? Because the killer, the killer. No, I that's gave a that good five movie. Stars. It's bad. You no, can't. No, no. no. This is why we didn't pick this, Matt. Just, just, just. Okay. Just, anyway, okay. the winner of the Triple M Award, my award, my category that I came up with, Wonka, a movie I didn't even see. The most mid movie of the My year. God, get over it! Congratulations, Wonka. You fuck. I'm never gonna watch you. Never. I will never watch you, Wonka. You're welcome. Moving on. <laughs> uh, another new category. I hero. can't believe it's not <laughs> Duck Butter, 
For those who aren't oh, familiar, God. duck butter is fucking genital sludge, all right? It's the fucking <laughs> trash that ends up in your fucking foreskin, in your labia lips. It's just the garbage. The good stuff. I miss the person I was 30 seconds ago, you guys. Just I truly cannot. Accumulating in your what? dirty fucking genitals. I can't believe it's not duck butter. So this is the movie that was actually pretty good surprisingly good the movie you thought would suck but <laughs> after that description actually no pretty good uh the category uh, not the categories the nominees uh thanksgiving eli roth my mortal enemy well no harmony corinne is my mortal enemy but eli roth my second mortal enemy runner up uh <laughs> the runner up to my mortal enemy uh his new horror film thanksgiving uh dungeons and dragons among thieves megan honor among thieves what did I say? He left out just the honor. Among thieves. Oh, I just yeah. said among thieves. He just That's said like dra- Dungeons and Dragons among thieves. Dungeons, <laughs> Dungeons thieves. Uh, Megan Gran Turismo, the film based on a video game, and Jane huge Black. performance by Clint Eastwood in that. <laughs> As the racist, you know, the lead. man that we love to hate. <laughs> Uh, so the movie that was surprisingly good, I can't believe it's not Duck Butter, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Pretty good. Honestly, pretty good. I think we all like that movie. Yeah. I didn't see it. So good. You didn't even say the title. You only saw 300 (laughs) movies and you didn't fucking watch Dungeons and Dragons. This is like one of the biggest movies of the year. It's got Chris Pine in it. Yeah, and it's it's directed by uh, the Game Night peeps, which that is a movie I love. And the Spider Man, Spider Man, uh, no uh, Homecoming people, right? Oh, I don't know about all that. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think so. I think so. I don't know about that. You can fact check me later. But anyway, well, that's the winner. Maybe I'm missing out. Maybe, Maybe I'm not. Get into it. Uh, our next award, they're a revelation. This is the best performance of the year. The nominees, the dog from Anatomy of the Fall, <laughs> Silly, oh, excuse me, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, and Emma Stone in Poor Things. And yet again, Oh my bullied. god. Bullied. Bullied it's, it's not always about awarding. you, man. <laughs> it's never Why are you about yelling? me. It's never about me. Bullied yes. into awarding yelling? the award to probably my least favorite of the nominees. Uh Emma Stone for poor things. Congratulations. Congratulations. Emma Stone. Yeah. You're, Hope you enjoy so your fucking cum jest or whatever we call these awards. That's the only Matt, one you're a, gonna be getting is a, from here on. Is a proud podfather. <laughs> For what the does record, that mean? I like what does that? What a podfather? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I have to ask him. Oh, Matt is definitely my podfather. I don't know about you. But <laughs> <laughs> I still do don't mean? know what you mean, but I kind of. What do you I, mean? I like what you're saying. Uh, well, you're my podfather, and it goes with the the phrase of like I'm a proud father type deal, you know. So you're proud podfather of the winner. I don't know. 
I still don't know what you were going for there. <laughs> I but, feel like uh, I'm less, I'm less understanding now. <laughs> moving, moving right along. We gotta, we gotta move on. We gotta move on. <laughs> anyway, Emma Stone. All right, moving on. Uh, a new addition, a new category, and gonna be one of my favorites. Uh, this here is, to stay. <laughs> this is it's gonna be here to stay. This is the whole hog hero. These are our heroes of the year who were brave enough to hang dong. These are the men who showed <laughs> and we full, love them for it. Full cock and balls. And we have to honor our heroes. I mean, you know, we're like the US military. Consider it a medal of honor. Uh, saluting oh, our I heroes. Don't, I, don't of know about, I don't know. Um, I don't know about that. Our nominees for the Medal like of that. Honor, the whole hog hero. Barry Keegan in Saltburn. Joel Edgerton. I'm pretty sure it's Keoghan, right? I, it's not, out? though. We establish this. I don't think it is. Oh, I'm okay. pretty sure it's Barry. It changes at every movie he's in. <laughs> I hate Keoghan. I, I I don't care if that's his name. It's Keegan. Barry Keegan. I'm, I'm sticking to it. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Barry. Uh, Joel Edgerton, Master Gardner. Um, Alexander Skarsgård, Infinity Pool, with the uh asterisk that we think it might only be the uncut version we can't quite recall for sure in the uncut version right travis for sure oh yeah for sure by uh, the way have- matt i just watched a quick video and it is keogan so don't care it's keegan barry keegan <laughs> uh big best well dong of the year um alexander skarsgård paris uh back to you uh we did confirm that's a prosthetic cock Yes. It is a prosthetic cock based on pictures of Alexander Skarsgård's real penis. Modeled after his real That the prosthetics cock. person, <laughs> yes, used pictures of Alexander Skarsgård penis to make the cock. And apparently they had a hard time with it in the scene because the semen wouldn't come out correctly. It was coming out all dribbly and stuff. So the scene where they actually shoot the cum, that was done in studio. Oh. Yes. This Whereas the, the, the rubbing the of the you faux know. cock was on location. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's beautiful. Uh, but unfortunately, for that reason, Skarsgård is disqualified. Nominated, Damn. but disqualified. <laughs> Consider it like an asterisk on like a Mark uh, Home Run Hero. What's that fucking guy's name? Mark, Mark McGuire. McGuire. <laughs> Mark McGuire. I almost said Mark it's Hamill. Like, it's like, or Barry Bonds, you know, take your pick. But um, yeah. You know, he was juicing. He was like, yeah, it might be modeled after my cock, but like, yeah, it's not my cock. Yeah, it's prosthetic. What a coward. Um, the various suitors of poor things. Lots of cocks. We see several cocks. <laughs> one might um, say too many. One might say not enough. One would. I wouldn't. But um, various suitors and poor things. Lots of cocks. Lots of options. And then honorary mention uh, the penis monster. Slash Bo's father in Bo is Afraid. Most memorable cock, yes. You can't beat that. I mean, have you ever forgotten the monster cock in the attic? I doubt it. Haunts my dreams. <laughs> if, I'm, yes. if I'm being entirely honest, haunts but my dreams. For the same reason Scarsgar was disqualified, not a real cock. But, you know, honorary mention. Anyway, the clear winner, Barry Keegan, not Keoghan. For the record, clear as day. It had to be. I mean, it, who, I mean, we no had a whole discussion dong. about how much he was or was not fluffed. I feel like he deserves to win it by a mile. 
there was discourse surrounding his cock. So, I mean, it had to be the winner. So, Barry, Barry Keegan, congratulations. He won. You're, he won by at least an inch. You're the whole hog here. Well, say a couple realistically, I, I mean, feel like <laughs> yeah, no. it, still he probably had some extra length anyway. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next award, partner award. This is the opposite award. Instead of the whole hog hero, we have the hidden hog zero. This is the coward who appeared nude <laughs> in a film, but no dong. Afraid to show dong. Our nominees, Killian Murphy in Oppenheimer. Cross-legged bitch. No dong. Skinny body. Could have been spread-legged. Could have been spread-legged. Whole hog. Honestly, exposed. honestly, honestly, should have been. If, Killian, what are you trying absolutely. to hide? What are you trying absolutely. to hide from us? In a movie that is uh, bear your soul, has bear a your gratuitous cock. sex scene, not to bring up the discourse. I don't think it's gratuitous from gratuitous. someone who is very involved in discourse oh, and loves that movie and is a woman. I don't think that scene is gratuitous. So, I mean, Florence Pugh literally reads the words, I am the death or what fucking cum destroyer I am whatever it is <laughs> fuck off that movie sucks fuck Oppenheimer I <laughs> am become death destroyer of worlds by the way is the quote that you I am coming so death. beautifully or whatever masticating no destroyer of Vash. what a film what a film anyway uh not our winner. Not to spoil. <laughs> not to spoil. But not our winner. Uh, second nominee, Glenn Powell from Anyone But You. Uh, what a coward. No dong. Sydney Sweeney. No. Do you boob. mean what a coward? Sorry, Matt. Do you mean not our wiener? Not our wiener. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 He does mean that. We've already That's established so... who our wiener is. He's not. Glenn Powell's not it. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, in a truly baffling choice where was no the dong, dong. Where he's was the, the only dong? dong we don't see well jared carmichael see. we don't see his dong but she we also needed to see some you know dong. not not trying to out uh mark ruffalo but uh, i'm pretty sure i've seen his dong in another movie and i get why I like he didn't want to show it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be honest you guys given that we see every other inch of his body and it's like fine you know i feel like it can't be good right like you can't have a good just do a he, prosthetic then he he deferred on that day yeah, yeah he made a choice yeah. no no ruffalo buffalo on screen do we see do we see emma stone full friend Oh, uh, yeah, we see her pubes anyway. I don't know. That's what I thought. To... I think we see her like fully nude. No vulva. Too much too many pubes. Mm. No vulva. But, okay. You know, she she was brave. I oh, my point is, her. my point is, Mark Ruffalo, get your act together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Move on from Bruce Banner. Embrace full frontal. Just fully commit. Embrace your inner Hulk. Just Absolutely. You know? Just picture that you're green and your cock will compensate for the rest of it. You know? <laughs> oh, just no. Just manifest a Hulk <laughs> cock and it'll happen. Your next movie. It's okay. Mark Buff- Buffalo. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah. Next time. Next time, bud. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. In an interesting turn of events, 
the biggest balls of the year by far. Enormous balls, but too big. Too special big. shout out, poor guy. Prost special shout out to the jock strap he had to have been wearing around town all day because holy fuck, how heavy must that have been? Committed performance, but cowardly uh, addition to your film. Should have shown cock. You should have done the giant prosthetic balls with whatever your cock looks like. I don't know. I'm not gonna say tiny. I don't know. I don't. It could be. Could I feel be modest, like he has big dick energy, but with like a modest cock and lots of tongue skills. You know what I mean? Modest I think, cock. I would say modest. Yeah, cock. I think Joaquin I, is. But um, he's giving no, modest cock. Modest energy. cock, comma lots of tongue skills. Though yeah. I think we cannot forget that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he is. He thinks Matt, cigarettes. Matt, I have a crush. On, I've had a crush on this man since I was young. You can't ruin this for me. I swear, you can't. He agrees. Yeah. Eating animals to like Nazism. That guy's weird. Yeah, but but he's Joaquin a freak. Weird. Maybe I'm not pussy. sure what Maybe that has to do with eating pussies. So let's just he continue. Just doesn't strike yeah. me. He's not a carnivore. Sorry. Pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a beyond pussy. Maybe he would. I think bad. that's his one exception. <laughs> I think he's like. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, we we don't need to talk about the pussy Joaquin eats. But our fifth nominee, uh, everyone. In not one, but two movies, we're talking Passages, a movie that hasn't even come up, even though Paris gave it five stars, and uh, All of Us Strangers, two committed actors who give great performances. There's literally chest cum in All of Us Strangers. No dong. That That did kind of compensate, though. I will. I will not lie. I give all of the strangers the points in this category because there was cum, but and cum being licked off of someone's chest. Ghost cum, like pumping full anal hardcore pumping in both movies. The passages. What are you doing? No pumping and dumping. (laughs) There was all pumping, no dumping. Where are the cocks? So I mean, and passages. I'm so sorry. A French film with no cocks. What are we even doing? What here? are yeah? What are you even doing, French people? Are we sure there wasn't just like a little cock in that movie? Well, there we're was, not was sure. No, we're we are. not was, sure. In fact, it was the partner. Not the <laughs> we one, are the, sure. <laughs> there was a cock, but it was not the cock we wanted to see. The two cowards who play the leads in passages. I don't remember do seeing it, cock. so I think it wasn't there. It was there. I just well, saw it. I know this goes against me, the the awards, but really quick, shout out to Adele, whatever her name is. Maybe also in blue is the warmest color, which we talked about earlier planet. as well. I yeah, was kind of disappointed we didn't talk about that movie. Honestly. She is a peach. Maybe the hottest woman on the planet. I don't know that I would go that far. That's and in high fact, praise, no. Matt. I, I do know. I, I do I know. Might. I would not go that far. I would not go that far. But she is very beautiful and very sexy and very cute and French. All, all the things. But I don't know if I'm going to give her like the but highest praise the, like Matt is. Mo, the, the hot, I don't know about that. I, I would have to do. Far, I would have to do some thought. So, anyway, that movie did not come up at all 
Uh, so it will be lost in the ether. We won't talk about it ever again. So sorry, passages. Except right now. Cox. Goodbye. Sorry, passages. But anyway, the winner of this category is everyone in passages and all of us strangers. You fucking cowards. Ben Wishaw, uh, Franz. I like that guy. Rigger. I'm not going to look it up. Rigorowitz, whatever you are. Also, that guy's accent. I could not get over his. He was German. I know. I've only ever heard him speak German. Oh. Pretty jarring. Pretty jarring. I'm going to be honest. English. His English accent was insane, it's but it was nuts. so. But it's it was. It, it just made his character even more interesting. You know. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about your thoughts or feelings on passages, but that's okay. Yeah, we don't need to get into it. But he, I like that guy a lot. But I've never heard him speak English before, and. Was not into it. Stick to German, bud. Uh, him, Ben Wishaw, uh, 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 Paul, Paul Mescal, and the hot priest from Fleabag. Yes, hot priest. Why can't I ever remember that guy's name? I love that guy. He's so good in that movie too. He's so good in All the Strangers. I'm sorry, guy. Give me one moment. Uh, I literally know him as nothing but hot priest. Andrew Scott? Yes. Oh, thank you. Andrew Scott. I He's fantastic. As the hot preacher, as the lead in All of the Strangers. Really good performance. But you're a coward for not showing Dong. So, fuck you. Show uh, your dick. You're the hidden hog zero of the year. All right, moving on. We got two awards left. We'll wrap things up. I wet myself. This is an award I think Travis coined. A couple of years ago. We haven't done it in a while. but Really? I did? I, I think it was you. I'd have to check the tape. This sounds like a mat. I, well, I, I mean, obviously it's for inspired sure, by me. But I think <laughs> Travis came up with the award. I don't think I came up with I Wet Myself. I may have. I don't know. But anyway, regardless, uh, it's inspired by me. And yet again, another category where I got fucking absolutely steamrolled. Uh, let's hear the nominees. Uh, the Iron Claw, another movie that we have not talked about at all, and we don't have time for. Uh, the Holdovers, All of Us Strangers, Past Lives, and Nimona, the animated film. And coming out as the winner, The Iron Claw, movie that I cried at uh, one time. I don't cry, so... Travis didn't cry. Paris, what's your cry? Cry monitor for this one? Twice? Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. I cried. Yeah? Yeah. So, Paris cried the most for this one. No, I cried one time. We we nominated... We, we picked a winner for a movie that you cried one time, I cried one time, and Travis I... cried four times. Okay. Hey, cr- my okay, vote was what? all the strangers. Due to the fact that I heard a lot of sniffling in my screening. I also I thought... Twice in that one. I also thought we were vo- winning all the strangers. I was confused. No, we picked the Iron Claw when we delivered Why? Him. Sounds Ew. like we need a last minute switcheroo, Matt. Yeah, no, I think it should be all of us strangers. All right, last minute change. The winner. I think the I maybe. Memory. I think I maybe was like coming in hot because I wasn't ready yet to go. I thought the ending was trash, but I did tear up in the movie. I'm gonna be honest. Before it ruined me, and I hated it. 
I, I think we got to go with all the strangers, though. All right, fine. Me the too. winner, all of us strangers. With, and I would say Iron Claw, a close second. Well, I would say the eternal memory I cried about a thousand times watching that movie. So. Yeah, but no one cares about that. Matt. Yeah, but that's the cat. You know, it's, that's the category. You know, it's most tears shed. Definitely, that's inarguably, funny. objectively, the most tears shed between three people was me crying to a movie that you two didn't see. Collect him in a Objectively. vial. <laughs> put him on your hand. Use it to fucking lubricate your dick while you jack yourself off. I don't care. It was that movie. It was the eternal memory. That that was propaganda, Matt. I saw you watch it. it science, and uh It's not propaganda. It's, it's huge. No, it's, it's Matt propaganda. Check her out. You love that fucking Alzheimer's football guy movie, right? What? The guy, the fucking football guy. Matt, we have one more episode. It is almost eleven thirty p.m. on a fucking work week, work night. I cannot. Talking about. We have to go. We have to go. You know what we're doing. You knew what we were getting into. I did not. No, I did not. You've been here before. All right, one episode. We're past the point of no return. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. We have one more fucking (laughs) award. Let's just let's go. We got one (laughs) award left, and this is or not. This is. An honorary award? In a way, it's an in-memoriam award. Uh, This is our Digest Award. And uh, this is in commemoration of our spinoff podcast, The Digest, where we do horror movie double features. I will remember you. This this is our uh, our horror movie award. This is going to be our best (laughs) No, I'm not going to keep it. Now, the nominees for the Digest Award are Thanksgiving, Talk to Me, Skinamarink, Megan, and When Evil Lurks. Arguably, not the best year for horror. Uh, But the consensus winner, a movie that we all actually liked a lot, uh, Talk to Me. Our number one mm-hmm. horror movie of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very close to making my top ten. It was on a on my top ten a few days ago, actually. Really? That movie? Pretty mm-hmm. freaky. Pretty freaky. Oh, I, I love oh, some of ahead. the imagery. Yeah. There's a couple like s- scenes or images that really stuck with me, and I d- I just like the whole like setup of it, and I think it had like a like a message or some sort of like theme or commentary, but didn't necessarily like get too bogged down in it. Yeah. It, it, it didn't overstay its welcome and it is intense and inventive and genuinely unsettling. There are specific scenes that like, I was like, what the fuck, you know, as a horror movie should, it should invoke those kinds of feelings. Yeah. And uh, so Skinamarink, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a consensus pick. You're right. It's not. So. Thank God. <laughs> so talk to me. The first annual Digest Award. Congratulations. Paris, you want to say something about Talk to Me real quick? Oh, um, I, I mean, I didn't really have much to add. I was just going to say it. I liked it. It didn't, the ending didn't quite work for me on a first watch, but after talking to some folks who really enjoyed it, I think it's definitely would go up on a rewatch. Hell nice. yeah. It's one that I, I'll probably rewatch. It's pretty, uh, pretty fun. 
Cool. All right. That's the last award. I think we did it, guys. What do you guys think? Pretty yeah, good. great episode. A little long. Uh, I'm on borrowed time here, so I will uh, mm-hmm. be paying for this for uh, <laughs> days to come. I'm sure. Me too. Yeah, Travis, I I cannot <laughs> imagine. I'm I'm struggling, and I don't have a newborn child to take care of. Like, I don't know how you're doing this right now. Oh uh, well, you might want to check in with Chelsea before you check in with me. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but once a year, this is you know you're hers, right? She she knew what we were in store for. I tried to warn her, and we did said, it. You you know how long our regular episodes go. This is the most important one, so I'll mm-hmm. say three hours, but expect is this five. The longest. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, real talk. Is this the longest episode? Uh, no, it's, when all is said and done, it might be close, but I don't. It's it got to be you know? pushing. It, I mean, oh, we're, we're at we're at close to five hours here, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, time we started. We started recording at six forty. Actually, recording. We took a few short breaks, and there wasn't a lot of downtime. I pissed twice without telling. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if you noticed. I didn't notice. It'll probably be like three and a half, three forty-five. There's no way it's par. gonna be. Honestly, it's gonna it's be par. more than. It's Matt, gonna are be you gonna chop this thing to bits? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna. Matt, it, we're literally almost five hours right now. It's gonna be. It's gonna be more underestimating. Than four. You're underestimating. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. The downtime. <laughs> I will be see. very interested. Listeners, to see how long when it you is. see the fucking runtime, you're either gonna laugh at me or you're gonna laugh. At so. <laughs> Honestly, they're going to be laughing no matter what because no one's going to fucking listen to this. No, this is people love this. No, no, this is huge. (laughs) So, anyway, um, we will be back. We might. Okay, okay. (laughs) We haven't talked about it, but, you know, we might take a little break. We don't know. We do have a new father on staff. No, I think we got it. All cast, no no breaks. Let's go. Okay, okay. The beekeeper, Night Swim. It's gonna be huge. We're talking those two movies. It's we're gonna love it. I thought Night Swim was last year movie. No, that's a 2024. (laughs) What did you just? What? What? What were we talking about at the beginning? The next. That that was a bit. Oh. oh yeah, that was a bit. Yeah. Oh my God, I fell for it. You got you to keep up. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. No way. Maybe. So, uh, do I go out on a limb here and I say maybe the zone of interest is that playing? Oh, you I'm guys in. Are? Soon. Both of you said it was a 2023 movie. That doesn't mean we can't review it for the show. It just won't be okay. in contention for because it opens here for me. I mean, I week. I'm really excited to see it. It's my biggest what if. So, yeah. <laughs> obviously, it has huge it's my potential. Past lives. I, it I it think is about it all the time. <laughs> it's your inyun. Yeah. Honestly, the potential is huge. It is. Huge. It is huge. Uh, I would be shocked if it would have made my top 10, but. I'm definitely going to make the effort to go and see it. I will drive as far as Seattle. So, it's, uh, well. it's, it's up there. I mean, it was. One of my most anticipated of the year, so yeah, so uh, probably that, but we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll be back within a week or two. So, thank you everybody for listening. I I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for fucking seven years. We're going on eight years. We're starting our eighth year, I think. 
We started this. This was in... the eighth top ten. So this will be the seventh year. Well, we started it in yeah. January of 2017. 16. We're entering... No, yeah, 17. 17, yeah. We're entering 2024. Yeah, so, so your, it'll be your seventh seven? year. Do the math. We're, well, we're eight, entering eighth, the eighth, top though. ten. We completed seven years. Seven years. God damn. Morrissey, shut the fuck up. Morrissey finally decided to come and bother me. Um, we we needed the guest. He was like, spot. "Come on, bud. It's been five hours. You need to go to bed." Okay, so we'll see what the next episode is. But thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate everybody who contributed their top fives, their favorite film, their top tens, whatever you contributed. Thank you for listening. Thank you for contributing. I am going to give a shout out to both of your wives for being supportive and not and allowing you guys to talk like fucking idiots all day every day about movies and i'm lucky i don't have to deal with that especially tonight especially tonight crying myself (laughs) yeah that's what i was thinking crying myself to sleep because i don't have a wife but yeah obviously shout out to y'all's partners for the record they are not happy with us but (laughs) yeah returning to them very shortly Um, this is this is uh i I take back what i said i do not regret not having a wife (laughs) (laughs) so shout out to the wives thank you paris but yeah. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back shortly. Uh, that's going to do it. Bye. 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 Bye.